0: what's up guys welcome to episode 35 of beyond the smokestacks i'm joined by my co-host christian what's up christian
1: in the words of cm punk i've got a lot of shit that i want to get off my chest and and today is going to be a very busy day for you joe i'm sorry you're gonna you're gonna bear the brunt of a lot of rain.
0: and we are joined by our other co-host davi what is good
2: uh, I got the tickets for free yesterday, so... <laughs> that is good. <laughs> that, that, that's what's good. I didn't spend money on, like, the, the fucking Philly game where I want... Hey, Ticketmaster, I want my $85 back because I didn't pay for that bullshit. And, um, yeah, I'm just happy that, uh, I went to the game yesterday, even though I, I called that we were going to lose by two goals. And, well, lord and behold, I was correct again.
0: All right, and we have the honor of having our special guest for this episode, Ken Angeles. What's up, Ken?
3: It was good? In the wise words of former guest and fellow Third Rail member, Felix Palau, year!
2: Year! No, 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 no. His words are, fuck Chop
0: Cheese. <laughs> He's got two. He's got two I trademark.
3: Have... I had one the other day. I can't be mad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so oh. cool. Chop oh, cheese or cool. Philly cheesesteaks?
3: Yeah, of course, without a doubt.
0: So Ken, we—I um, mean, along with all the members of this of this podcast—we're very active on NYCFC Twitter. We've had a lot of interactions on NYCFC Twitter, but we've never actually met in person before. So it's nice to actually formally, finally meet you. No, I
3: actually ran into you and the misses at which game was it? I want to say the Atlanta game earlier. Uh, I ran the into last, you the, sh- last,
0: uh, the last the uh, last home game before this game. Yeah, the last the last Correct. Stadium Correct.
3: Yeah, I ran into you guys, showed my love, said thank you for the podcast, it's been a great listen, appreciate you guys for all you do.
0: Yeah, we definitely, we appreciate love whenever whenever someone comes up to us um, at, at the stadium. We, uh, I mean, the the point of this podcast is to give a voice to every NYCFC fan across the board, anybody who wants to come on and speak their mind and, and speak their truth and and give us their, their backstory on, on how they found this club and why they continue to support this club, that's what... That's really what the what the point of this podcast is. All, but also, it's it's also a, uh, a screaming to the abyss, uh, bitch session when we're not doing well, which is I'm assuming largely going to be what today is about. <laughs> yeah, um, no,
2: very, uh, very therapeutic though. Very therapeutic. Yeah,
3: no, I, I I appreciate it. Like I said, the the nice walks listened to. I appreciate the the back and forth between Christian and Coach. Uh, good times, Davi holding it down really well, great listen every time, really appreciate
0: it. Appreciate that, man. All right, so let's get to know you a little bit. Um, who is your favorite current, I uh, know this is, this is like a loaded question now because you could just say like nobody, <laughs> but who's your favorite current NYCFC player?
3: Fucking Kitman for making us look so fly. <laughs>
0: That's all I got right now, seriously. Yeah. Um, his his um, man, man buttons on point though. Belated. His man buttons on happy point belated. though. Happy belated, Danny. <laughs> if if you ever real. to
3: this. But yeah, uh, I I would say my favorite position would probably be a, a wing back. I'm loving Ilanich right now. He's a young stud. Uh, something that we haven't had in the past: a wing back that can cross. I'm really happy with his delivery. Unlike fucking Turnbull last night, like his passes, I'm like, where where were you going with that? I get it, Turnbull is Turnbull, he's a fucking two player. But like I said, Elon Nich is holding it down for the wing back position at eighteen years old. I think it's remarkable and he's only gonna get better.
0: Yeah, he's been sorely missed the past few matches. Uh he he he, he has uh what what's your you're saying, uh Christian? Different gravy, something like that?
1: Different gravy. <laughs> there you go.
0: Uh, all right so um who's your favorite all-time NYCFC player?
3: I've gotta go with the playmaker every time uh, the feet touched the ball touched his feet I would scream let's go dad Maxi Morales he <laughs> means so he means so much to this club like from day one like just his contributions on the field but also off of it you would see him. Getting the young cats together like Tati and Matarita, Medina together, like have those little barbecue powwows. And that's building chemistry. That's leadership that you need, veteran leadership that you need. Like, you know, let's kick it outside of the game. Let's kick it outside of the work. Let me get to know you. Let me help you what you can work on the field and things like that. Something that we lack in today's team. We don't have that veteran that just pulls guys to the side, like, yo, let's just kick it. Let dude, me dude, rap, dude, let me tap. They, they, they
2: were so chillin', in fact, that fucking Maxi lets Tati, cuts his hair.
3: You know what I'm saying? Like, culture, there was culture in the club. Well, and Maxi just... provided that by himself. Do it you is think not, it's... yo... I'm Do you, sorry? Think
1: it's weird that... Do you think it's weird that Maxi never got to wear the armband? I can't recall him ever wearing the armband, which is weird to me.
3: He didn't need it. Like, just the the imprint that he left on the field and in the game like he his captain he spoke volumes like he like that little body cannot contain such a big heart shout outs to Maxi, he's my favorite player ever
0: so i was actually i was thinking because currently right now you're rocking a uh you're rocking a backwards poku jersey right
3: oh yeah no it's a t-shirt okay. poku. yeah no you gotta love poku he's <laughs> i've been i've been supporters since day one the first time i seen the billboard right in front of grand central station i was like yep this is my team i've i'm gonna watch you grow and this is gonna be beautiful and since day one so who,
2: who, who remembers the we want poku chance
3: <laughs> okay. oh cool yeah so, no he's and performed he's our like, in all honesty, our cult hero, I, he's our cult hero, yeah. in my opinion.
0: I, I can get down with that. So before we get into your origin story, hit us real quick with your all-time favorite NYCFC kit.
3: I would say I got to go with Bronx Blue. Bronx Blue. Bronx Blue. Is it because of the nostalgia? W- yeah, we won the chip with it. We won and Chinese, I also, I, lo- I love a nice, clean kit. Nothing too much. Like I think it's perfectly symmetrical. Like the little monogram detail and the stripes, it's clean. And like I said, we lifted the cup in it. It's it's always going to be my favorite. But I'm also a fan of the racing stripe. Ooh, that one's okay. that one's clean too.
0: What's your least favorite? That, that one's clean as well. You, you bozos. Which what, what, which kit is the I is the, which kit is the most uh the most hit the most beat?
3: I would say. Was never really a fan of the Gotham hey. kit. It's it's bad. Not wild it's about bad. that one. That, it, it, that, okay. that that three stripe. Well, it, everyone had it, but that three stripes across the shoulder. I was like unnecessary. So, so do you no,
2: want to no, know? It's it's a, it's a throwback to the nineties because of
0: the twenty fifth yeah, anniversary. It, it, it should it stay there. It should stay in the nineties. <laughs> okay, so
1: so the Gotham kit is my least favorite NYCFC kit of all time. The second least favorite is tied between our inaugural home kit, which was basically just a Man City ripoff, which is terrible, and the racing stripe Ooh. kit. I never liked it. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I fucking hate that kit, and so many people love it. And I'm just like, not for me. Like, like, uh, it's just. Uh, I like, like the subtle detail. The subtle detail is nice. I, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I'm not saying like it's like it's hideous because I don't think we've had many hideous kits. I actually, you know, the thing is, if you gave me most of our kits. I'd have my defined like top two and and my defined like bottom, but outside of that, it would be like it wouldn't be like a race for like a w- which one's less shitty. It would be w- which one it isn't as good as the others. Like uh, I would
3: I would say the rip-off Columbia jersey would be our second to worst.
1: Oh, see, like, that like the gray one.
3: one. The gray
1: one's very popular. Yeah, I, like that I, one. I saw a few of them last night. I, I no, I like
2: it. I like it a lot.
3: Alright, yeah, so- I'd rather the. First parlay than that one, but Ooh,
2: cool. no nah,
0: yeah. no, the first parlay is kind of trash. Wait, no, the very first one, the one that wasn't, the one that wasn't I mean, made available the very, to the public, the very, the very first the one foil? that was auctioned off. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that's my that's my white my white elephant. I've been trying to get my hands on that for since pretty much since the day it came out. Clean. So Ken, Boy. uh hit us with your your NYCFC origin story. tell Walk us through how you found this club, why you decided to be a diehard fan of this club, and why we continue to go to um, Wednesday weekday matches and watch our team lose two games in a row at home?
3: Um, I like, uh, Well, from previous podcasts, my story is similar to Christian. Uh, just been a lifelong Yankee fan. 2014, Derek Jeter retired. I'm like, okay, I don't got much to root for now. And then, like I said, it took me so, so seeing the billboard uh, right above Grand Central Station. Uh, I don't know what it was, but it was just love at first sight. I was like, this is something I want to be a part of. This is my team. Uh, I'm all for it. And yeah, it was just smooth sailing from there. I remember walking into the Models right after getting my Frank, Frank Lampard t-shirt. He didn't even step foot in the country. And I it cop at, nice. Yeah, rest in peace, Models. But yeah, ever since then, it was, like I said, i would just been going to sporadic matches. My first match was actually a derby here in Yankee Stadium. Uh, Tommy McNamara scored our, the first goal, but we ended up losing 3-1. And that game was special because Pirlo made an appearance before he signed with NYCFC. So pretty awesome moment. Uh, after that, uh, just been a fan throughout the years. The pandemic hit us. Uh, went through a terrible time. Uh, had a baby in the process, but was going through a terrible breakup. Uh, so during that time, I was it was tumultuous, but NYCFC held me down through a tough time. Put all my focus in them. So I was like, cool. I got my God, my kids, my football club. I'm set. Life is good. And we here, uh, still going to every game, supporting even during the rough stretches. Still love my
1: team. We out here. It's it's funny because uh, you mentioned the pandemic, and uh, I remember specifically like when the pandemic hit and when everything was shut down. I remember like sport. It, it made me realize how big of a role sports played in my life and how much I needed that escapism from. Because like I mean, you know, you know we don't have to get in specifics like, or anything, but the, you know, the past like decade or so of like um, American life hasn't necessarily been easy for anybody. You know, it, it's, been you pretty dif- it's been pretty difficult and tumultuous times for everybody involved. Um, and it, it's, it hasn't been fun, but sports have been like the one place where everything is fair for me. Everything, you know, is equal there, you know, like, 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 the, you know, you know, you can root for There's storylines going on there that anybody can appreciate. And I remember trying to fill that gap initially with Taiwanese baseball, which was really the only sport that was going on internationally. Now, granted, I loved me some Taiwanese baseball. And, you know, there's a team out there in Taiwan now, the Fubon Guardians, who I still follow to this day. I even chose them because they were the only team in the league that wore blue. That's how much I love NYCFC. I chose a team in another sport in another part of the world just because they were wearing blue. And I remember when MLS's back tournament came, came through and even though we played so shit during it, like, I, I remember just appreciating it so much because it was just so nice to see my boys there. Like, even fucking Jesus Medina, who I couldn't fucking stand before the, that point. I was like, dude, I'm so happy to see your dumbass on TV right now because yeah. I missed all of you so much. Hey, hey, and it hey, was-
2: believe it or not, we made it to the quarterfinals of that tournament.
1: Yeah, whatever. We still didn't play well. Yeah, Matriza. Hey, but but you know what? After yeah. after that long break, you'll you'll take what you can get, I guess. Yeah, no, it was. I remember that one game that we played at what, what was it? Like ten o'clock in it was the like fucking nine, 9
2: a.m. That's like the earliest kickoff in MLS history. It, it was
1: bad. Like Plus, it was 1-0 like, to like, Philly.
2: I, 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 hated,
1: I hated waking up that early to watch a game and have our guys play a game that early. I oh, thought I, it was re- just, I
2: remember waking up early to watch the Miami game where we where we went one zero and I fucking just celebrated that goal. And then, then, I think it was like a few few days later. uh, It was like the LA Galaxy and uh, Houston Dynamo, and LA needed to draw for us to advance. And like they got a penalty, like late on in the 90th minute. And I just fucking celebrated the shit out of that because I knew like we would we would advance. And then we we fucking slapped up Toronto for for City Field, so that that just made me happy.
1: I remember that game because um, I said that if the LA Galaxy. Tied that game I and I was doing this when I was still the managing editor of Hudson River Blue, I tweeted it through Hudson River Blues account I tweeted at the LA Galaxy and I was like, at LA Galaxy, if you draw this game, we will take Bingham off your hands the goalkeeper who is notoriously awful. And then once they actually drew the game, a bunch of LA Galaxy fans came through the pipeline. Asking us, asking me to make good on my word to bring Bingham over to uh, NYCFC. I tried to reach out to NYCFC to make it a possibility in fact because I knew it wouldn't happen. But yeah, no, just still fucking hilarious to this day.
3: Bingham's looking like a better option right now.
1: Bingham looks like a vacation compared to what we've seen recently, but I'm pretty sure we'll get into that. So
0: I guess, I guess now is as, yeah. good, as good a time as ever to uh, to jump into the task at hand, which is to review the 3-1 loss to FC Cincy midweek on a Wednesday at Yankee Stadium in front of, I think, 18,400? Sounds about right. right. No, actually, run. no, 14,800. I got those numbers mixed up. 14,800 in attendance on a Wednesday night at Yankee Stadium to view this 3-1 loss. Uh, this is now back-to-back losses at home, although there were two different homes, one at City, one at Yankee. Um, we are now 4-1-1 one one during the regular season, MLS regular season all-time against Cincinnati. This is our first regular season loss to them. I know that we just lost to them away in the U.S. Open Cup, but in terms of MLS, we are now 4-1-1. One one. Um uh in terms of our record we are uh, we have no wins in the road five losses three draws at home we have four wins two losses one draw we are now 14th in the east with an overall record of four seven and four sitting on 16 points and a negative five goal differential um so what were the vibes going into into pregame uh Christian I know from uh, the group text I know that you were, you were in the Bronx pretty early uh, to, to kind of uh, be able to pregame and, and get ready for this match. I you know, me and Davi kind of showed up about a half hour, uh, 20 minutes before before kickoff. So what, what was it like pregame? What was the environment? What was the atmosphere like around the stadium? Because um, I know with it, be, with it being a Wednesday, the, those games are usually lightly attended because it's difficult to get there after work, even with the 7.30 kickoff. So to, to kind of talk about what, what pre-match was like in the area.
1: So I went to the bodega pretty early. I got there around five 30. So roughly, so pretty much two hours before kickoff. Uh, and I couldn't speak much to the atmosphere around the stadium. Cause this is like the first time where I was actually in the bodega until about like 10 minutes until kickoff. Uh, I, we waited as long, me and the people who I was hanging out with waited as long as possible before we went into that stadium. Um, the vibe, I mean, the vibe was all what was what you would expect from, you know, an NYCFC pregame at the Bodega. Everybody's vibing. Everybody's happy to see each other. You know, everybody's, you know, just stoked to be ready to support their team. However, when it came down to predictions, you know, I had a lot of people coming up to me, like Paul, like telling me that they were not expecting points tonight uh, and would be happy to get a point. Uh, It wasn't... So in terms of, like, the vibe itself, I mean, it was okay, you know, but, like, in terms of, like, the our feelings surrounding the match uh, and how that and how everything would play out. It wasn't very wasn't very optimistic. And once you got into the uh, into the into the stadium and, uh, and you got settled in the supporter section, you can tell that something was amiss. mess. Um, oh, we didn't have drums in the supporter section. That's I don't that's neither here nor there. I don't really feel I feel like it's my place to get into that. Also, there's conflicting information about why there weren't drums in the supporter section. So I also don't want to speak on anyone's behalf, especially when I'm not in any way affiliated with any of the supporter groups who bring drums. So I don't want to get into that, but I could tell that there was just an air of, I don't want to say hopelessness, but there was an air of just what's it going to be this time? You know, like like, like what, what's it, what's it going to look like this week? You know, like, like how are we going to shoot ourselves in the foot? How are we going to fuck ourselves over? tonight and, How many are we going to lose by? And and sure enough, um, you know, once once Gabby's goal, goal was called back uh, in the thirtieth minute due to uh, an alleged foul in the box, and we saw the replay and couldn't identify where that foul was. I knew this fix was in, uh, you know, like like for lack of a better term, and I knew that I, I kind of saw where the game was leading, and as the game wore on. Just uh, not, not very, uh, not very good um, is I think suffice to say, it wasn't. It wasn't good. It was. Uh, it was quite deflating, honestly.
3: No, yeah. I. It's crazy because I didn't even go to the stadium, but I felt exactly that. Just like a sense of hopelessness. I'm like, why? Like, why do that at this point to go for a draw? Because that's what I. You know Cincinnati first in the East. What well, we're getting into, Luciano Acosta's just a different nut. But like, it, I do see that sense of hopelessness. Like, what are we doing this for? Just and this was this was a bad loss. This hurt so much. Like, I, I felt that though.
0: Yeah. So, uh, uh, Davi and myself were posted up in 226, which is about midfield in the second level. Um, Christian obviously posts up in the supporters section, and uh, I mean we got to the stadium about thirty minutes before kickoff, and uh, I mean it, obviously it takes a little while. It always takes a little while for the most part for the supporters to kind of matriculate in and get settled. Um, and then it was it was just very noticeable that it was it was pretty light. Uh, the, the, the supporters section was not packed to the gills. It was it was noticeably light. Um, But there was no drums, nothing that made noise. Um, Even the the chants was there. Was there? I'm Christian. You can answer this. Was there any capos in
1: the in the in the the supporter section last night? So so last night, it seems like the City Boys, which are the youngest SG, uh, were the ones that were primarily getting uh, stuff going. However, there would be like a lot of conflicting energy because like there's no drums, there's no tempo. People on the on one side of the supporter section. Are off, or off, not off key, but off beat and saying words like either like a, like a few seconds early or a few seconds late. They're, dr- uh, anyone who's seen, um, uh, what's the movie about the drummer going to school? Um, Whiplash will know, uh, uh, w- w- rushing, dragging. There was a lot of that in, in the supporter section. Also, there was, seemed to be conflict over even what songs to sing at some point. Uh, just a, a lot of, uh, lack. I, I, I don't want to besmirch the, uh, the supporter section, because honestly they were kind of served the shit sandwich last night. Not only are you dealing with a team that's seemingly in free fall, you're also dealing with an unknown situation. Like we don't know what's going on with uh, why there weren't drums there on this day. I, um, cause, cause there's conflicting reports right now. One report says that it was a, uh, it sa- says that it was a, a protest. And one said that there was just because it was midweek, some people couldn't make it. Uh, and, so I, I don't know. I don't want to say anything because I don't want to throw stones. I, I I have no beef with anybody in the supporter section. I have to live amongst these people.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, but, I, like, I
1: was just being inquisitive
0: yeah. because obviously if you were active – we're recording on Wednesday the day after the match. If you were active on social media today, whether it be Facebook or, or Twitter, um, Jonathan Sanchez was definitely leading the charge in terms of posting on Facebook and the sports group asking, like, he wanted answers. He wanted to know, like, why was there no drums like what he wanted to know, like what, like what was the reason why there was no environment at the match last night? Um, so yeah, so with us being um, sitting sitting in two twenty six, we we had a, a pretty clear view and also were relatively close in proximity uh, to um, to the uh, where the away s- uh, supporters sit at Yankee Stadium, which is also in the second level, but it's more behind the goal, um, the other goal. Um, there was, I mean. At the start of the game, there was maybe like five, eight of them over there. And then somehow towards the end of the game, I guess other fans who were kind of around the stadium kind of found their way over to that section. So by the second half, there was probably like 15 of them, like maybe, um, over there. Um, but they were, I mean, for being a a very, very small in number, they were, they could be heard. They, They weren't silent. They were singing and they could be heard from where we were sitting at the half line. Um, and i mean i'm 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 over there looking at them and then i look over at us and i'm just like we're really not going to like answer or like we're not going to like drown them out with our noise um now honestly I, I can't i can't speak upon anything supporter section related because i don't sit there so i mean if, if i'm not if i'm not involved in it i can't speak upon it but it it, it was optically um from a from a person who sits further away like, and enjoys the environment of the singing and the, and i, I mean i obviously i, I join in but i'm not over there um it 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 looked it looked like like bad um on us i mean i
1: i don't want to really go into it too much further just because i don't want to like burn anybody yeah i don't want to upset anybody um but i I don't know why what was going on today like like yesterday last night and i don't want to like like i said before i don't want to speak for anybody i don't want to carry a torch Uh for somebody like yeah, like, I, I don't want to put myself on a cross for something that I don't even know the details. I mean,
0: I think, I mean, the only thing that I think that we're, that's justified and, 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 and should, should be given an answer to is, is so, I mean, we, we call for transparency from MCFC all the time. We want to know, like, stop giving us these vague, ambiguous answers about why someone's injured, even though I know, I know there's like the hippo or whatever. But um, and, but we ask for transparency from the front office, and I don't think it's out of the realm to ask for transparency from, from the, the, the supporters groups to give us, at least give us fans who are there, an answer as to why this happened. Um, so like to get a, an answer as to, as to why this occurred, um, obviously I'm hoping that, uh, whatever happened is not going to follow over into this weekend because we need, uh, if we're going to, if, if we're going to get a result against New England this weekend, I think that the, the environment needs to be at peak, um, capabilities. Uh, so, I mean, uh, let's talk about the, um, the lineup that, that got dropped, um, Obviously, when it first got released, it was like, okay, uh, what formation are we running? Uh, so, I mean, after about what, maybe a minute of looking at the players who were on the on the stupid alphabetical or whatever, however they released the the image of the of the uh, players in the eleven, it's like, okay, this looks like they're running a three in the back, just because they, if you have Tavon Gray and Andrew, uh, is it Andrew Turnbull, Stephen Turnbull, Stephen Turnbull, um, on the same field together, that they both right. Wait, or- two, Huh?
3: With Koufray. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. With Koufray. Oh yeah, yeah, so I mean, having both of them on the field together um, would mean that we're probably playing a back three. So Tavon, this was our first one of our one of our first tastes of seeing Tavon Gray playing in a three in the back, right? Uh, right center back position. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's been other instances, but this is the first one in a long time that we've seen him play right center back um, in a back three with Cheneau in the middle and Tony Alfaro making his making his MLS debut for the club he played in the U.S. Open Cup match. Um, and then having Brian Cufre make his triumphant return to the starting 11, uh, playing left wing back. And then having James Sands and Keaton Parks hold it down in the middle with Santiago Rodriguez playing, I guess, in, uh, on the left wing. Uh, having Gabriel Pereira play right wing and uh, Segal Siegel up top. Um were we surprised by this formation and by the player selection? Let's start with Christian. R- were you surprised by this?
1: Yes, very. Um and not in a good way. Um to uh considering that Michi Ilinich is currently out, I think any situation that involves Tavon Gray and Stephen Turnbull playing at the same time is very, very, very irresponsible especially when one of those guys is not match fit at all and has gotten minutes very sparingly over the season and you never know what can happen over the course of 90 minutes with a guy like that um playing this, this I just don't understand like I'm not opposed to us using a 3 back I want that very like I want to be abundantly clear with that, I'm not opposed to this team running a three, three in the back or a five in the back. It looked more like a five in the back, to be completely honest, at, t- at times last night. Yeah. But uh, that, was, that was mostly in transition. Uh, in a, in attack, we were very much a three back. Um, I, I, I have to say the defense last night was shambolic. It was awful. We looked terrible. Um, Turnbull was jekyll and hyde there was moments where he was on the ball where i was like okay this isn't awful whenever he was tasked with doing anything that resembled any kind of attacking contribution it was fucking dreadful it was unwatchable uh his ball in his delivery (laughs) we thought Tavon's was bad Tavon usually undercooks balls this motherfucker sends shit clear across the pitch like it was ugly like, and that was a problem also on our set pieces too i swear to god every single one of our corners did not even threaten the the, the middle of the area like not a, a single one of them yeah I, only, I,
2: only one, only one of them james sands got ahead and sands. That. the first that's one, the only
1: one yeah that's yeah. the only one though everything else was shot out into the fucking atmosphere um Kayvon Gray did not look good as a right center back. Uh Joe's gonna hate me for this. Chino should have retired yesterday. He looks he's never looked slower.
0: Yeah, Tony
1: Alfaro is awful. Um Brianne Kufray, believe it or not, was the standout in that back five. And I honestly don't understand why not just listen, if you want, if you want to give. Turnbull or run out. That's fine. Use him as an out and out fullback in a four back in this kind of game, like like, and have Alfaro and chanel as the as the as the two center backs, and have Brian Koufray as your left back, and and shore up that midfield. I felt like we were we were very weak in in the this is I mean this has been a theme over these last seven games, but I feel like we were very weak in the attacking third, and I felt like there was a big gap in between the central midfield. And where our attackers were primarily positioning themselves on the pitch in transition. I felt like there was, like, not necessarily a lack of a 10, but there were, I mean, yeah, you'd say a lack of a 10. There was nobody filling that space in the middle. Uh, it, it felt kind of just slapped together. Um, uh, Keaton Parks, I hate to say this, but he's been bad this year. He's He's lost something, which is one of the reasons why I'm going to get into my um obligatory cushing rant later but no i just I, i was not impressed with this lineup at all i thought it was a very very poor lineup choice selection which has been one of my primary issues with cushing it's not just the tactics it's the it's the team selection like i think the team selection's also been bad um matt freeze uh i was was one of the moves that i agreed with um, were, you su- and after- were, you su- were you surprised by it, though? Were you surprised it actually came to fruition that he got to yes. start in this game? Yes. And even though he was in my prediction, but that was mostly just out of desperation because if you listen back to that podcast, not 15 minutes before that, I'm saying it's not realistic to expect that is going to lose his spot. Uh, I, that was just basically a Hail Mary attempt to change something. Very surprised to see him in the, in the lineup. Um, and I, I alluded to this before we went on air, but... Um, kind of left me less than satisfied. I don't want to lay into him completely. Uh, he did face some good shots, but there were other aspects of his game that I was not impressed with, uh, namely the uh, his ability with the ball at his feet uh, was not very good. Um, Barraza's hasn't been great either, but I will say that Barraza has edged him out in that regard. Uh, moving the ball out of the back between the center backs was a chore all night, and there was a sequence of play for about... About a minute and thirty seconds worth of play where we were getting dispossessed in our own, in our defensive third, every single time we tried to play out of the back with Fries and Alfaro and Chano and the fullbacks, it was ugly. It was not good. Worse than I've seen in a long, long, long time. Yeah, no, uh, bad lineup selection in my opinion. Uh, that's really all I have to say about that. Um, we can get more. In, I, I'll get yeah. more into performance. Dobby, how would you feel that? about the starting the
0: starting eleven? And
2: the formation. No, I mean, like, uh, I arrived at the stadium, and then I, I arrived uh, uh, to your section, and we just sat for the whole game, and I'm like, like, and I asked you, like, what the, f- like, what, what is he running? Like, I, I have no clue, like, what the formation is, and I, and I don't know how early or how, uh, how early you got to the stadium. I don't know what time, I don't know, like, uh if you were able to see like the shape uh, of our lineup but like b- before then but hey, i asked you and you were like like uh, I, I, I don't know i don't know the formation either like i'm trying to like find out the formation like that, that he's actually running because fo mob had it as like a four two three one or something like that and um yeah we, we obviously knew that wasn't the case because there's no way in hell that fucking stephen Turnbull is gonna play left wing there's just no way in hell that's gonna happen. Um. So. So yeah, and and then we saw the shape. and It was like uh, as soon as the game started, it's like oh yeah, it's definitely a three back. Like de- like when, when they had the ball in the attack, they def- they had three center backs, uh, with Gray on the right, Alfaro on the left, and then Chano in the middle. Uh, and th- and then they had Koufre and Turnbull as the wing backs, with uh, Keaton and uh, Sands in the midfield and then, and then you had and then you had the trident of uh, Pereira Santi and uh Gabe Segal up front. Uh you 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 said to me before the game like you, you were excited to see what Santi could cook up on the wing where in your opinion where he think he should be playing. Uh I don't I don't think he had a had a good game either. I mean he p- performed poorly. Uh the first 20 minutes like I was I was presently surprised with 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 the way the boys played. Boys started out the first twenty 20 20-25 minutes. We were actually pretty well up until until about twenty two minutes twenty three minutes in, where Cincinnati got got a couple of decent chances. Uh, they started to pepper the goal. Matt Freeze made a couple saves, um, and then we, we we go. We thought we go we thought we went up one nil uh, <laughs> with the Gabby Pereira like half volley into the top corner, which is a great finish. Yeah, um, but of course. Armando Villarreal, the fucking clown himself, man. This guy was giving out yellows like it was nobody's fucking business. Jesus Christ, man! The amount of yellows he fucking gave out it, it, to to us is unreal. And he barely gave any yellows to Cincinnati. He he probably gave like five yellows max to the player to the Cincinnati players. He, even even someone on the bench got got a yellow card. I, I think it was Cushing or, or, or one of the assistant coaches, but. Like e- even even somebody on our bench got a yellow, which, and this guy was like so fucking trigger happy with the yellows, and then uh m- my friend Wilson who came with me um uh, to to the game he was like that's that's the type of guy you don't trust with a gun,
0: mm. it's like he's too trigger happy, so Ken, uh... Ken how do you feel about the starting lineup in the in the formation?
3: I wasn't mad at the formation. Uh, going against a team like Cincy, you want to. Have as many as many bodies in the back as you can. I'm not mad with Tavon in the uh, center back position. That I feel like that's his position. What he came up with in the academy, he should have stood there, honed his craft there. I don't know. Like he really doesn't possess the traits a wing back does. Like say Tinnerholm before him, who would deliver a beautiful through ball anytime you needed him to. Uh and you know, like so having three in the back wise. you have your two wings at this at this cut. I don't agree with turnbull guy. Like, come on, you I would have appreciated more experience at that position. Uh it we clearly lack a pivot as well in the midfield. Uh James Sands can only do so much. Uh but like I said, no one really uh forcing that ball to the attacking three. You know, um, I'm. I was never par- I was never on board with the Gabe Segal train. Like all I, see, I've been to a couple of games, even the Atlanta game where he took out Brad Guzan. All he does is slide into the into the box and just hopes that the ball is uh, delivered to him, so he can slide into it. Like he really doesn't possess that nine trait that we need, and so the the whole. The lineup was – it was annoying to watch. I'm like, now you're just trying different shit, Nick Cushing. Like, come on, dude. Like, you don't have a plan now. You're just experimenting. But it's frustrating. We
0: have been clamoring for, for a three-in-the-back formation, and I think it's because of the success that we had in using that formation um, last year. Um, and also also the year before that as well, 21, the end of 21, we were running three-in-the-back, right?
2: Yeah, Yeah, but I think oh, also – no, it was nine nineteen. We used it sporadically here and there under Dome. but yeah. I think I think also the personnel that we had, like we had Alexander Collins playing left center back, who uh, was essentially the best center back in the league uh, for for the period of time that he was here. So we, we no longer have that like, ball carrying center back as well, and, and we we no longer have Maxi. We no longer have. Um,
3: that's what well, gets me. We no me longer tired, have some, like,
2: Sean Johnson. We no longer have like those key players that actually like made it work. And
3: well, I know, but like that's what like Tiago, Martin, Tiago Martins. Study Callens. Look at his fucking videos. See what worked. See what was successful. Study that. Like I don't know what. Like he's making way too much money for the production he's doing. And I'm like, yo, just study Callens. See what worked.
2: One million per own goal. <laughs>
1: Um, so
3: I'm good.
1: Believe it or we not, we don't have video on this podcast, but I'm rolling my fucking eyes right now. But uh, believe I'm good. Believe it or not,
0: NYCFC held sixty forty uh, possession advantage in this game. Um, I don't
1: give a fuck. It didn't. Really, it, didn't I mean, it. didn't feel like it, but we did. No, no it, it also didn't feel like we were doing anything. Just like every other week, it didn't feel like we were fucking doing anything. Um, like 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 it didn't feel like we were doing anything with the ball kufri was the
3: standout like even his hit off the crossbar i'm like okay cool you're doing something like just take the shot you're gonna miss some of it but eventually one of them is gonna go in i'm happy he got his first goal that game but he's the only bright spot of that lineup and he's been sure sorely missed
1: here's i've just i've been seeing like sorry joe i just want to like touch on one more thing like i've been seeing like stuff like there's people who are defending this performance on, on social media and I don't get it. Uh because they're saying we've created more chance than we have in, in, in like in any other weeks. So I'm like, what, two? Like here's the thing. We weren't creating much during the game. Our biggest chances our, our biggest chances were the goal that was called off, which granted what should have been, should have stood, in my opinion. I've watched that replay several times. That goal should have stood, especially when you consider that um, uh, Armando Villarreal uh refereed that twenty twenty one MLS Cup final and I've always brought up Schno was fouled on that. Le- on that goal that Portland equalized on in stoppage time. He was fouled. That wasn't called a foul for Armando Villarreal. He 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 ate his whistle on that call. To call that a foul, Gabe Siegel wasn't strong enough to be pushing anybody off of that fucking. I've mentioned it several times in the Discord. That motherfucker looks like he thinks mayonnaise is spicy. That motherfucker doesn't have a single strong bone in his body. Like, like I'm sorry. Like, like, no offense, Gabe. You're just not built for that. Like, I'm sorry. like He's pushing that whoever number 15 on Cincinnati was due to his flopping all night. Um, a defender who flops. Pepe, anyone? No, I think,
0: um, I think it was M- Mascara and Wobodo. We don't, we don't what no, no,
1: I'm, I'm comparing him to Pepe. No, I'm saying, I'm saying yeah, it was, it was
0: Mascara, Mascara that was being involved. Yeah, I've
1: never seen a defender flop that much in my life. But, um, yeah, no, th- that should have stood. And even, like, and the Kufre goal. But even the Kufre goal, that's a fucking cross to a left back. Who has scored what in the, less than five goals his entire career like like i'm sorry i don't want to hear anything about chance creation when there was one uh, like like the, 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 there was there was two big chances created that entire game and and the, and the corner where james sands got denied so i guess three but even so and
2: and, and, and there was there was also a rebound where gabriel pereira uh in the second half he oh, yeah.
1: I, I I don't recall that one. It was, no, it was, no, I was. I
2: think it was a low free kick, and like the keeper saved it. He and just tapped try to go near. Post to go near post Even,
1: yeah. it again. Even that, that's like that's that's residual set pieces. That's not chance creation in the open in open it's, play. It's, it's it's still a big chance that he should be putting away. Uh, I, okay, but independent of that, we are not creating chances in the run of play. Like like that cannot be debated. Yeah. Like Kufri, Kufri also, Kufri also Kufri hit the but crossbar. That's still a chance that should be put in the back of the net. but, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not t- like I'm not talking about residual set pieces or something that's off of a free kick or something off of a corner. What are we doing for the regular run of play? Did we look good in the regular run of play? My the first
2: twenty minutes we did.
1: For, okay. Games are 90 minutes. how did yeah. we look for the seventy minutes after that? Bad no, we look like shit. Thank you. All right. So I mean I guess the first major talking point would
0: be the 30, 30th minute, which we guys already touched on. Was a thirty minute goal disallowed? Um, I thought it was, I thought it was, I mean, it looked ve- relatively innocuous. Uh, the ball gets served in, it gets flicked on. Gabby comes through with his Gabby trademark left uh, left foot touched by God. Far post. <laughs> I, uh, side, I guess it was like a half volley or full, I, I don't know. Anyway, anyway, he puts, tucks inside down we all jump up and celebrate like, oh yeah. And then all of a sudden we're like, wait, what the fuck are they doing? Like what, what's going on? What is this ref doing? And then all of a sudden he puts the ball down and just points. I'm like, I'm like, what are you? So you're not even going to go to VAR? Like, so here's, here's my problem. All right. So I, I was on a VAR should not be—it should not re-referee a match, but I feel like there are some referees that have a bit of a, like, fuck you ego that refuse to admit that maybe they didn't get the call correct. And are very hesitant to utilize VAR because I feel like it, I feel like in their mind they think that oh I, th- this is going to prove me wrong. I don't like being proven wrong. What I saw was real. What I saw was right. And and that's like it's like it's like that old person mentality where it's like no you can't tell me I'm wrong. I, 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 what I saw was what I saw and it was right. And they, they have like a, a an ego where they're like I'm not going to VAR even no matter what no matter what they're saying in their ear like hey you should check this out they're like no fuck that shit I'm not checking it out so I saw what I saw somebody
1: somebody brought some. Thing up, and I cannot confirm nor deny it. Um, uh, because I I haven't watched watched the game back. I just I couldn't fucking bring myself to do it. Um, today. Um, just I wasn't going to ruin my day. Um, somebody. So what what have I always said about refereeing in, in MLS, Joe? Like like what do I always tell Davi whenever he starts talking about like agendas or something like that? What what's my phrase that I usually go to?
2: It's um. Why?
1: Why imply? Oh yeah. What is that? Why?
2: Why? Why why imply
1: maliciousness when incompetence? What? When incompetence will do? There we go. Maliciousness. Somebody brought to my attention that Armando Villarreal might have been being petty because he and Gabby Pereira apparently had a series of disagreements and arguments and drawing back and forth prior to that goal, and he might have used that as a "fuck you" against Gabby. I can attest to that. I don't want to put the tinfoil hats on <laughs> if that's true then this is one one time where i'll grant the maliciousness argument and if if so and if that and if it's true that man should, should be, be fired. should be stripped of any ability to to referee any professional game if his ego is that and also i've noticed he's a very small guy armando Villarreal. he's not a very very big guy uh, even Gabriel Peretta like looks pretty normal size compared to him. He might have a Napoleon complex. I wouldn't be surprised, as a lot of people in authority do. Uh, uh, just what? I've seen that replay. That's the one. I haven't watched the game back, but I've watched that replay. As in, what the fuck was that called back for? Because like, they don't. You're talking about the replay behind the goal, right? The both of them. For I, I watched the, the the one highlight for the game. And the replay for the goal, and I'm like, what are we looking at? Like, where's the foul? That is the softest foul I've ever seen called. And, and
2: it's not even like Gabe Segal pushes him to get a head to get the flicked header to Gabi. It's like the, the just it him. Him.
1: The Just going up to the ball. There's nothing. Ken, what did you think? What did you think? Did you see the play? Have you watched it back? Or, yeah. So if you haven't, you went to the game. Tell me what tell me what was up or yeah
3: several times I've seen the replay. I'm like, okay he had like Seagal had his arm on his back. it wasn't a push it was a flop clear like he clearly went for the ball headed it and like he put on the little crying act at the end like on the ground sobbing but pathetic like that was a like, terrible call terrible call. but you saw it throughout the whole game. And like Davi said, he just went trigger happy with
1: the cards right after that. The officiating of... was particularly bad in this game. This was a really bad, f- badly officiated of game. I still, this is going to sound funny. That's I still think. games now that's badly officiated. I, still mm, think, no. I might say that the officiating, uh, I don't even know if I can say the officiating during that Philly game was worse. This was pretty bad. No, dude i i, you. I, hop, so I mean? hopped
0: i oh, hopped up shit. out of my seat. David Contestus. I hopped up out of my seat and I was like, I was like, this is like fucking Oprah. Like, you get a card, you get a card, you get a card. Everybody gets a fucking card. Like, it was like nah. every, the in the second, second half. In, in the second half, every single tackle, every single foul in the second half turned into a yellow guard for NYCFC. Every single foul. I don't think there was <laughs> one foul every, every, in the second every, half that wasn't was a yellow card. Everyone was laughing. It was ridiculous.
1: We're, we're skipping
3: uh, right. and then and then like you you see it later on, the the final goal that led to the PK. I mean the final foul that led to the PK. The, Clearly it's... initiated by the defender. Initiated by the defender. Go to VAR. Look at it. Clear as day. Alfaro was not in the wrong. That 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 fucking that's the dagger.
0: Well, so thirtieth minute, that goal gets disallowed. Like that, and that, like the stadium was like, the stadium, like there was a roar. Like when we scored that goal, it was like fucking finally. Like we we have the lead. Yeah,
1: like, I was there. Like, we're
0: against Cincy. We have the lead. Like fuck yes. Like Gabby scores a goal. Gabby's gonna put the team on his back. And then like the, then there was like what, a couple minutes of like, and I was like, what the fuck are they doing? Like just bring the ball to the center the only, circle.
1: It was the only time when the, when like. The supporters were like completely united like all night in in like just like thinking like what the fuck is going on like this referee like the boos were the loudest thing tonight like like yeah it was bad so then you know, we've had tons
3: of goals disallowed this season tons i.e all of Matias pellegrini's goals but this one hurt the most like because it wasn't it was legit a goal
1: so, and It might have been the difference in this game because it's the first goal of the game. Yeah, exactly. The first goal is so fucking
0: important, so important to get the first goal. So that that happens at 38 minutes later, a, a decent build-up play from Cincinnati. Um, they the ball the ball is going down the left flank, finds its way. Actually, it was like a cutback pass, right? It was like the guy drove past Turnbull, um, made, made it to the touchline, crossed it back into like the penalty spot, but it got to, it. It creeped out to the like top of the 18. The one guy made like a lunging like toe poke, what fell right to. Luciano Acosta, and he just finessed he, he just the shit out of it. Upper ninety, far post.
1: Just Turnbull got roasted. Finesse, caressed I said,
0: it. I said goal. I said that's a goal. And it two seconds yeah, later, dub, Dubby said goal when the ball was uh, cut back past after he got beat Turnbull before anything else happened. Uh,
1: but so Turnbull got roasted. The second that Turnbull got roasted, I was like, yeah, he got. Beat, I don't he like he this. Got beat,
0: got beat I, bad. So I mean, that, I mean that. Now listen, I mean, I'm going to be consistent here. I'm going to be consistent because I, I rag on, I rag on uh, Luis Barraza and I say like he's the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper's job is to keep the ball out of the net. Um, and I mean, you guys, we go back and forth about me, me saying whether the goal is on Barraza. I don't want to make it sound like I'm a homer for for Freese. That shot by by Luciano Acosta, nobody is saving that shot. Granted, everything should have been better in front of him. Like the defense should have been better. Turnbull shouldn't have gotten beat. Um, I think there was multiple people, like, stepping and figuring out, like, hey, are you stepping to a Like, and it just didn't happen. It happened to step late. And it's it's Luciano Acosta. He's a good – he's a, a, a above-average, borderline elite MLS player, and he made us pay. He finessed the shit. It was that. a good finish.
1: It it was, it was a great finish, and I don't really put that goal on freeze. Like I said, my issue with freeze's play didn't even really come down to the goals that came in because one of them is a penalty, one of them is a bar-down free kick, and another one is just upper 90, top-drawer. You know, like, like, sweet as you like, 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 like. I, I mean, like the goals, like, you know, like, it, 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 they are what they are. There's a lot of other issues though with Freeze that I had, like his ability, like, him passing out of the back, his 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 distribution down the pitch, uh, how composed he was on the ball when he was on it. You know, like there was a lot of dangerous moments where I was very nervy when like the ball was at his feet at the back, like, and. Uh, this is one area where, listen, if this is what you're seeing in training, this is one area where I'm going to have to agree with Cushing. You know, maybe, maybe it was eight hundred thousand dollars wasted. Who knows? Yeah. You know, I don't want I don't, wa- don't want to rag on him after one game. You know, because I, I thought he was fine in the Cincinnati game too. But like, I mean, I it wasn't it didn't boost his stock. No. You know, yeah. we're not. Yeah yeah. I mean but it, in
0: terms of that you, in terms of the goal I, happening thirty eight like eight minutes after we gotten one taken away, it felt like it was like fuck like hurt. like yeah, like we hurt. just got yeah. one taken and away, was- now they're up one 0 like no, it's fuck.
2: like it's 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 like it's it's typical in it. It's typical MLS where you know, we, we thought we go up we thought we go up one 0 uh, gets called up for some bullshit. They go up okay. the other end a few minutes later and they score and, and and it just feels like a punch to the gut and from that moment I'm just like, yep, we lost. Yep.
1: Uh, Ken, I, I want your opinion on uh, Frieza's performance last night. Uh, let's give Cody Mizell a shot. <laughs> <laughs> Yo,
0: <Cody
1: Myzell. laughs> that's uh,
2: honestly, honestly, I wouldn't mind cutting Barraza and giving Cody Mizell and
1: no, you do. Listen, I'm, I've seen Cody my Barraza, play I've, I've seen Mizell play with my own eyes. You don't want that. He's not good. <laughs> You don't want that. Trust me. All right. So like, I want, I want to root for Baraza. Like we don't do much with draft picks.
3: Like, shout out to Kevin O'Toole.
0: But but like, hey hey, Rom- Roman Celentano, who is the Cincinnati keeper, who was standing on his fucking head last night in net, is an MLS draft. He's right? like,
3: he's like twelve years old too. Phenomenal, playing phenomenally last night. That kid, he's like what eighteen years old.
0: No, I think he's doing not. great. I think he's in his 20s, but early 20s. Because, I mean, he went, uh, he went, to, well, he went to college. He, so, I mean, he's at least 21 probably uh, because he, he got drafted. He, he also had a – Great had game the,
3: last night. Great he also game He had a game at City
2: night. where we played them last year where he just stood on his
0: head. He made, like, incredible saves. But look look, look at the difference. So, I mean, we drafted Barraza. They drafted Celentano. Celentano's getting uh, – I think the, at, at the last uh, U.S. Men's National Team, he got – I mean, he didn't play, but he got called up. And then we're over here with Luis Barraza who – is finally getting his shot after sitting behind Sj and this is I mean, we're we're not doing well we're not we're not doing well this year, um, and then so that's thirty eight and then uh so th- at thirty eight minutes we're down we're down one zero definitely hard done we, de- we definitely should have a goal, um, and then uh fifty fifty minute uh Tavon Gray makes a, what looks like a clean tackle to me I mean uh, every replay that I've seen of this tackle it looked it looked clean to me. Um, the tackle that resulted in the in the Bar-real free kick uh, goal, but the tackle that Tavon Gray made looked clean to me. Um, he also got a yellow, and he got a yellow for it, and and a dangerous free kick at the top. Uh, we know, and I mean, I, I've been keeping up with Cincinnati because I have a I have a friend who plays for them, but I mean, I I know that Barreal is fucking dangerous, man. He's I mean, he's a left left wing back, and, and he can he's a free kick specialist, and he can do. Hey Joe, fuck. yeah.
3: But by, by any chance, did your friend get a yellow card, too, He did. Time? He
0: did. He did indeed. He got a yellow yeah, card for shoving a- – I think he got a yellow card for shoving okay. Santi or shoving one of the, one of the guys okay. up there. guys yellow they, card. He said his name with, like, a Spanish accent, yeah. too, like, Gadis. Gadis. <laughs> it's Gadis, fucks. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah. Ba- Barreal, I mean, so, it was a left-footed free kick, and it went to the goalkeeper's left. Um, but, I mean, a free kick – I mean, the, granted the proximity, so it was, like – it was barely outside the 18-yard box, right? Um – it, but, it's, it's like about twenty yards. Yeah, but I mean, like just like it's it's the little things, like setting up the wall properly and 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 having the correct starting position, because you I mean you know when a lefty takes the free kick, you kind of know where they're aiming for based on how they line up to take the shot, and I mean it's I guess Freeze doesn't have a lot of first team high level minutes under his belt. He he kind of started periodically in Philadelphia when Andre Blake needed a rest, and uh, obviously he started the two thousand twenty one Eastern Duty. Conference final because Andre Blake decided to host a super spreader event. Um and uh I mean he has, he just doesn't have a lot of a, a lot of top tier minutes to to have like these to know what to do in these moments because you can only do so much in practice, but when it, when it's actually live and things are happening and they're Granted. happening very quick.
3: Granted, Joe, we we're terrible when it comes to set pieces just as Zella Ryan. Yeah. You Get cooked every time, and it's and we so still, we still frustrating.
0: still to play him twice
3: this year. Yeah, God. They, I'm like, okay, here we go. We Zellerion gets fouled, or somebody gets fouled Zellerion with the free kick. That's a goal for them. Yeah.
1: I'm
3: sorry, but I always had a thing against Columbus. They always have been like just a thorn, like they irk me so much more than I would yeah, say. I'd say Orlando. And they really were
0: well under Nancy as well. Columbus was like what. They were there. Columbus was in the beginning stages of what Philly is now because of the playoff thing. Like Columbus kept Columbus knocked us out of the playoffs, and and then the whole Zell Ryan shit. They like, got
3: their chip, man. Yeah. yeah.
0: But anyway, um, so 59th minute, Barial free kick, that, and then that's like where like now we're down, we're down two zero, like at home, and like we we feel hard done. We should have had a goal already. Fucking another set piece goal uh, uh, conceded. Um. But then I mean so I have to commend them good response. 59th minute we go down 2-0. Uh, 64th minute um, of all people Alfredo Morales serves in a ball to Brian Koufre, who's our left wing back who's found, found his way Trevely. found his way into the 18-yard box and kind of just heads it on far post beats Santano it was it was kind of out of the blue. I mean, it, did, it didn't feel like it was coming at the time. Uh, but like they after c- after we scored that, you you turned to me. You're like, that that's a real left back. Fuck Kevin O'Toole. <laughs> no,
1: no, no, like it, it was definitely against the run of play. But uh, it it came like I remember it coming off the throw in, very nifty outside the foot cross prof- delivery uh, from Alfredo, who's been and
2: and, and the ball was like and the ball bounced as, as he hit it as well.
1: Great like, pivot, it a just, great like, pivot, uh, like like David midfielder. <laughs> alfredo has been poor this year i I, like let's just call it what it is he has not been good this year he's granted he's been hurt a lot and has seen limited minutes what minutes he has seen he's been a shell of what we're accustomed to seeing him in terms of quality great ball but once again i'm talking like we're talking about a defensive midfielder crossing the ball from a wide area to a fucking left back like like this this team is fucking broken like like this we are living in the fucking sh- in stranger things upside down. like it, it, it's just great goal. we're in a stimulus. Uh, like great, great goal. like and uh, listen, I'm not gonna lie after that second goal came in. I have never left an NYCFC game early in my life. Uh, every single game I've ever been you left to a game after that goal. Uh, no, wait uh, time. Hold your horses, Buckaroo. I was considering leaving, and I was out actually outside of the supporter section at the top uh, on the concourse talking to Felix right before that goal came in. And I kind of just went like this. I didn't, I didn't cheer. I didn't celebrate. I kind of went. I kind of got a little interested because I was like, listen, I and then the penalty came in. Oh well, I mean, Joe will allude to that in a second. Then what ensued happened, and I was—I told myself I'm leaving. I left the supporter section. I went to where the center field area is, where um, you know, that uh, where the batter's eye is for the Yankee games. I, I used to be the Mohegan Sun like like hangout there. I don't know what it's called now. Uh, but like right there on like one of those like terraces that like are on either side, which is your like standing room only, and I ran into one of my buddies. And hung out with him for the rest of the game and decided not to leave. That was <laughs> Well Second half the, the second half of this game was not fine No. <laughs> at all. Well, for
0: multiple reasons. Um so Kufre cool. scores at sixty four, brings it back two one. Alright, and you kinda get I mean, like you said, you kinda get perked up. You're like, okay, m- like maybe this is one of those games where we fight back and get a get a draw that feels like a win because we, we had to come back from from a deficit.
1: Or maybe even a comeback win. We've seen those yeah, before. Remember the, two nil? remember the 2 0? Remember when going down 2 0 to Toronto at City Field last year? And then we scored five goals and almost let them back into the game. And then <laughs> that, you know, that was, the that game was a fucking insane game. That game yeah, was, was nuts. Yeah, that, that was fucking, fucking wild. That was GP's <laughs> coming out party. I yeah, that think was, that was GP one of GP's first touches on the ball. And it was a fucking. Mwah, that goal far yeah. post was gorgeous. That game and, was insane. Yeah. Insane. Oh, was, so, I brought my cousins in that match. So we score, yeah.
0: Koufre scores at 64, four. We're like, okay, and then six minutes later, the ball's going like out for, like, it's bouncing, it's in the air, it's at about waist level, and, uh, I mean, Farah just tries to, like, hoof it, um, but it was, it looked like it was just going out of bounds. I don't know if it was going out for a corner or a goal kick, but it, um, just, I mean, and, uh, who, was it Badgie? Was it? Was Badgie the one that got there?
1: For I think for it I think it was fifteen. That bitch again, wasn't it? Mascara?
0: I don't know. I don't know if it was mascara yeah, or Badgie. It yeah, it was mascara. It was mascara. <laughs> All right. So I mean, the ball's bouncing, and and uh, was trying to trying to volley it and and just kick it to High Heavenscape the hell out. And uh, he's a step slow uh, in his wind up, and uh, the the, the uh, and number fifteen from Cincinnati, he sticks a leg in uh, to try to toe poke it away or whatever. Which I don't know where he's toe poking it to because the, the sideline's right there. Or the end line, the touch line is right there. Uh, he gets, a, he touches the ball, um, but uh, Alfaro swings like, like he he swings like he's going to kick the ball, but the ball is no longer there because it got poked away. And he uh, follows through, with the, follows through with his kick and straight up like almost borderline kicks the uh, pick kicks uh, uh, Mascara in the nuts. Um, and he flops down like he's been shot by a twelve gauge. Um, and uh, PK is given. Uh, I know Ken, you had mentioned earlier, but I mean by the letter of the law. It's PK.
3: <laughs> I mean, it was you got to blame Alfaro just as much as the ref. Yeah. Like, Alfaro clearly didn't know what he was doing. He, I don't know. Yeah. We didn't have any other option at the moment, but it just yeah, I mean, goes to show how bad we've been.
0: It was bang, bang. Like, it, it wasn't like it was, like, egregious. It was like, okay, I, I saw the intent. I know what Alfaro was trying to do. Um, it was just a savvy play from the Cincinnati guy to get his leg in there and get the ball away and
1: then keep, obviously, like stayed there. And then he just got fucking rock, like, kicked hard. Um. See, here's here's my issue with this penalty here. Like, Tony Alfaro has position yeah. on this ball. And Mosquera kind of just like tries to go through him without, like, like, like and, and and it's yeah, kind of like. His leg in there. It's kind of a 50 50 ball where not like one guy completely gets beat to it or anything like that. It's like. I don't know. It just, it feels, it feels soft. And maybe that's just me being a homer, but like, I'm looking at this replay right now. I've repeated it like over and over. I almost have it on a loop right now. Uh, And I'm looking at it as we speak. And I'm just like, this is just such a sell. Like, 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 I, I don't know. Like once again, like the thing is, if this is a penalty is Gabe Siegel not have a case for a penalty last week. If this is a penalty, like, like where's the fucking line? And that didn't even go to VAR. Like that wasn't even consulted with.
0: Like no, but th- this this went to VAR, but yet the the goal that we got disallowed didn't go to VAR. So like where like we're just looking for where's the give, line? give us a gu- give us guidelines of
1: what of like what should be going and why and like is, is this a clear and obvious error? Wait, right, cause that, cause, like, I know you, I know you disagree with this, Joe, but the lo- the letter of the law, when it comes to VAR, dictates that it only goes to VAR if it's a clear and obvious error. It wasn't clear I, and obvious
0: because he spent five minutes there looking at it. If, if it was clear and obvious, it should have been like,
1: bup, bup, okay, yep, and then go. That's exactly what I. That's exactly what I said during do- during the VAR check. I was saying if it's taking you this long to determine whether or not it's a penalty, then it's not a fucking penalty, and it's not clear and obvious. It's one of my biggest issues with the NFL. If you're looking at it for fucking ten minutes enhance 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 and examining it like it's the fucking sapruder film like <laughs> then, then, then move the fuck on davi move heard, on
0: davi heard me yell like this is this isn't amc dude like it, you're not watching a motion picture like this isn't fast x like get, get it get over there look at it and get the fuck out like
1: what the fuck like this isn't the girl with the dragon tattoo like like what the fuck is this like like it like um and this like unless whether we want to argue that it's like a PK or not, it just doesn't it doesn't line up with how the officiating has been. It, it's not consistent. That's, that's this, the second time that a soft penalty
2: has been called against us and it goes to the air for like five minutes in back to back games.
1: If you want to argue that this is a penalty, fine. Okay? I'm not gonna fight you too much on it, but if this is a penalty, that's a penalty last week. Would you disagree with that, Joe? As someone who didn't think it was a penalty last week, not really, sort of undecided, I mean, borderline. I mean, last week, Andre
0: Blake's hands make contact with Gabe Seagal's feet, so and, and 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 also he didn't touch the ball. He didn't get he didn't get a touch on yeah, the ball. It's, so it's, last last week last week was actually a uh, it was a blown call on multiple fronts because it either should have been a goal kick or a PK. We were awarded a corner kick, which. Should I mean <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, does it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean if, if they're I mean by the letter of the law, if you don't get ball and you get man, it and and and, and it's it's a PK. So I mean, uh, Andre Blake touched. Uh, I mean, I, granted, I think Seagal did a good job of selling it, but um, but it, it's been a still p- a foul. it should be it was a foul. Yeah, yeah it was a foul. Should have been a PK. So then this then if this was a PK, then that should have been a PK. But that's the problem where, you, you, I mean, we're not going to see consistency on a week-to-week basis because we have different referees. If this was a league where there was only like four refs and they were all just kind of like floating around, then we'd have more consistency, I think.
1: I understand, but like the standard Yeah. of like the standard that every, each and every referee is held to should be the same. Yeah. And the thing is, Villarreal is going, Armando Villarreal is going to be refereeing a game in some capacity this weekend. Yeah. He's going to be there. But do, do, you, do no, you do you
0: think that Pro comes out with a thing saying or MLS saying like uh, that, no. th- that the goal
1: shouldn't have been waved off? The first goal shouldn't have been waved off. You don't think they come out with it, t- saying that?
3: Think,
1: a, I don't think that they're going to do that because I don't think it's as big of a deal right now. We're we're not late in the season. where are like we're like like where like teams are like scrapping for position. But B, I think even if they did, it would be no, it, it wouldn't be any consolation to me. I don't want to hear that you got it wrong after the fact, and the result stands. It does nothing for me. Like, 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 we're not talking about like a situation which you can retro- retroactively correct a wrong. Like, like, we can't, we can't call everybody to the field and say, "Listen, we got this wrong, so we're gonna fucking <laughs> go with a PK right now and see like if, what happens." It's, it, it's of no, it it, 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 um, this is a fucking terrible movie, but it goes in... Has anybody seen The Punisher with Thomas Jane as the Punisher? It goes into Howard Saint's thing. Uh, when uh, when Mickey says uh, uh, the guy who organized the meeting was Otto Krieg, and if it's any um, co- if it's any comfort to Howard Saint, he's dead too. And then he comes and he's like, "No, it's, it, it 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 doesn't provide me much comfort. As a matter of fact, it provides me no comfort at all. What I'm really concerned is why my son was caught up in the middle of this and why he's dead right now. My concern isn't that you fucked it up and you want to admit that you fucked it up. My team is is light in points right now, and I'm not blaming it all on the referee because, like I said before, there's a lot of tactical fuckery at play right now that I think has played into this terrible run of form. One stinker from a referee or even two stinkers from referees doesn't excuse seven games of just shit. And you can't give me the points back. So go fuck yourself with like constantly. Not not you, Joe, but bro, (laughs) go fuck yourself. With your con- with your consolation prizes. I don't need to hear your... I don't need your fucking sympathy. I don't need your apologies. I need you to it's get not it... Gonna,
2: it's not going to change anything in the table. I mean, we're, we're still second from bottom of the East. It's not going to change anything need, at this point.
1: I need you to get it right when, it, when it, it matters. Not after the fact. Anybody can get it right after the fact. Yeah. You know? So, so it's like Seinfeld. Anybody can just take a reservation. <sighs> the important part is holding... The reservation that's the important <laughs> part that's what we're talking about right here amazing show yeah. sorry uh, ken what do you think what do you think would you be a, would you be a, sorry joe no, I, I just want to get Ken's take on you, this but, you're not uh, you're not you, wrong you're not wrong would, would you feel better if pro came out and said that they were wrong
3: it wouldn't make a fucking difference like,
1: like, at it doesn't this, matter like at this point does it
3: yeah no it's not even that but like we're what halfway into the season like you said super light on points just be consistent. Like, you can't have one group of referees that are good. They call shots, be fair. And you have this dickhead via real. Just, like like you just said, trigger happy with yellow cards and just obscene calls. Like, we just ask for consistency. And if he does the same thing again on the weekend, then, okay, you need to take a look at this guy because clearly fucking on multiple occasions.
2: Uh, he, yeah, I, Armando, Armando Villarreal looks like the Danimals monkey
3: no but like if he has a history of this enough enough
1: <laughs> so um, wait, 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 really quick Joe can I ask you are, 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 is pro unionized I don't know I,
0: I, I just, I, I, just so. know, I just know that Davi has a very unique uh, take on what pro stands for but Davi what is that again
1: yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> probably well, will ruin <laughs> the game <laughs> it's a very interesting acronym to use uh uh my issue, what I want to see publish these fucking cause there was a documentary on pro years ago about like how they internally run things and now how they have like meetings every single week to discuss. Why did you call it like this? Why didn't you call it like this? I want those public record, make it public record and also hold the standards. Cause obviously they ain't learning dick. <laughs> Anybody uh- can just make a call.
2: I I, 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 I would, I would like to, I would like to come up with a new acronym.
0: Definitely will ruin the game. (laughs) It's inevitable at this. So the last thing I want to talk about, um, in terms of this game is, uh, so when the penalty gets called. All right, so now we've moved past the fact that the penalty got called. Same thing. I had the same gripe last week. And And I hate ifs, right? I hate, I hate starting a sentence with if. But last week and this week, if our goalkeeper were to rise to the occasion and come up with a huge save in that moment, it could potentially launch us to have the momentum to come back and get the draw. Last week, this week, we lose both games 3-1. If our goalkeeper, who was in net at the time, would have saved the PK against Philly... And, would have, or, and or would have saved the PK against Cincinnati this week, it might have given us the momentum and the energy to go and fight to get the 2-2 draw. So I need a goalkeeper I, who can come up in a huge moment and make a fucking PK save. And both goalkeepers were nowhere
1: near making the saves in either one of these attempts. Right, you see, you're right in that saving a penalty provides a huge shot in the arm to any team that's on the side of the... Of of, of saving the penalty, but I mean, you got to go with the numbers. Saving penalties just isn't—it's a point blank shot. I feel like it from, happens like,
0: in MLS more than you think. Having PK saved, it
1: happens more in MLS than you think because the the quality of player that's usually taking the PK isn't usually of like an elite level. The thing is, but the thing is, even, like when, even when you break it down, it's a guessing game. You, uh, like I mean, you can do some to read. There's some things that you can read, but the thing is, by the time most guys can even get a decent read. It's already too late because, like, they're already r- about to step up and hit the, and hit the shot. Like, but I was like, there's, there's, I was
0: more confident in this attempt because we saw that Freeze made a, a, a PK save in preseason. So, like, he's long. So, like, like his he's longer. Like, like visibly longer
1: than Barasa. So, like, if he just if he this. just
0: picks a direction and lays out, he's long.
1: He can he can get there. So oh, here's the thing, I'm going to look at it right now because I actually didn't watch the PK live. I looked away. Uh not necessarily out of like fear or anxiety, but just because I was frustrated and I was talking to somebody and I just I figured listen, it's a penalty. Like what what the fuck ever? You know, it's likely gonna go in, you know, like like judging by you know you know, judging by history. You know, it, it's hard to save a fucking penalty. You know, it, it really is. I'm looking at it now and yeah, he, he gets wrong he get Get sent the wrong way, you know. Yeah. It just, it, it, I don't want to get caught up on that because I feel like that's. I mean, depending on where you stand, it's either a failure on on Villarreal's part or that's a failure on Alfaro's part. You know, like, like. I know, but like, in so it if if Matt
0: Friese were to save that PK, that like that's something that like, like that's like him
1: building up moments that make like, hey, maybe he should be the starter. Like, like, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe, yeah. I mean, saving a PK is a huge deal, and obviously, and like I said before, it, it, it's a huge shot in the arm. But the thing is, it's so just—it's not common enough to I wear mean, like it, was a, rely-
0: it was a moment. You have to at least admit that it was a moment there for the taking, and he didn't rise to the occasion.
1: I, but I, I don't want to say he didn't rise to the occasion because that may, that makes it sound like he fucked up, and I don't want to say I, I don't want to leave him out to dry like that because, like I said before, like saving a penalty is not it. it it's it's. You know how I talk about low percentage shots all the time? It's a low percentage save because it's a shot that's coming in from point-blank range in which the attacker has all the time to prepare about where they're going to put it and how they're going to hit it and the keeper basically just has to guess correctly for for the most part. like There's ways to read it but only the best of the best can really see it coming from a mile away and, and, and there's even fewer amount who can read it when the shot is about to be struck but even then it's usually too late. It's a it, it 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 like I think the XG on a penalty is like points what seven eight on a penalty. I know you don't want to get caught up on XG. I don't want to hear XG. <laughs> but the thing is, what XG is a barometer of is the percentage of the shot that like from by the standard of the shots that go in all around the world and in the league and everything like that, where you can reasonably count on a shot going in, and what's a bad chance missed versus a good chance scored. Uh like, and. I think penalties, I think overall, what is it, like 80%? That's four out of every five that's going in. You know, so it's like independent of the quality of keeper. So I I don't want to get too hung up on freeze. I mean, listen, if you would have saved it, would he become a cult hero right then and there? And maybe do we gain the momentum to come back into that game and tie it up and maybe even take all three points if we can make that late push and have enough energy in the legs? Maybe. But, like, you know, it's it's a hypothetical. And it's just... And I don't want to get too caught up on the hypotheticals because they're just because then you start getting into like like a, you know, like, like there's an old saying, it's kind of out of fashion. If my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. But like it can't be you know. All right, you know.
0: So there are three stats if he, that If my
2: not had balls, she'd be your uncle.
0: There are three stats that I want to throw out here, and then we can we can transition and talk about postgame. Uh we NYCFC was awarded five corner kicks. Cincinnati had zero. Five to zero. And we, yeah. kept, we and we couldn't make anything happen on, on a corner kick. Um, tw- uh, twelve fouls for NYCFC, seventeen for Cincinnati.
1: It was a it was it
0: seven was seven ye- seven yellow cards to field players, seven yellow cards to field <laughs> players. Club record club record seven yellow cards to field players for NYCFC, four yellow cards to Cincinnati. Seventeen fouls, four yellow cards, twelve fouls seven yellow cards.
1: Almost every it's, one of our fouls was a yellow card. I, I. So here's the thing. I think when you look into those numbers, I think you can reasonably say that Armando Villarreal had a stinker all around. I don't necessarily think it was an agenda, but the, because this was incompetent. I think both teams would complain about how this match was officiated. But the thing is for Cincinnati, it, see the things If this game ends up in a one, one draw, both teams are very disappointed with the fucking officiating in this game because Cincinnati ended up on top so I think I'm gonna take I'm thinking to retract my statement pre- previously about maliciousness this is just <laughs> why apply maliciousness when competence will do this is just an overall you you had an angel Hernandez like style game like for anybody who isn't aware Angel Hernandez is an MLB umpire notorious for just being the terrible. Worst. yeah like Ken can you watch baseball right like, yeah you know Angel Hernandez very very well, don't you? He can't do a World Series. No, ever. <laughs> uh yeah, this when, is- when was the
2: last time you did one?
3: Doesn't uh, even the- matter, he's that bad. So, I, we had- yeah, no the officiating the was terrible last night. So, like yeah, I said,
0: seven yellow like cards, Joseph. but we had we actually got 8 because Nick or Rob Artugian got a yellow card in the bench as well. So we actually got was eight, it I think it was Vartugian. I think that's what I saw on Twitter. Eight yellow cards, seven to field players, one to the, one to our coaching staff.
1: Yep. I mean, it's just—it yeah. just, it was a stinker last night. All
0: right, so I guess, it, it was bad. is as good time as ever to jump into post game. Who wants to go first? Raise your hands. Raise your hands. Raise your hands. Who's going first to talk about post game?
1: Uh, wait, what are we talking about with the post game? I want just you to spell game. it out.
0: Just post game. Whatever. Are you talking about the fan situation? I mean, whatever transpired during the end of the game after the whistle. I mean, things happened, and we can talk about them, or, I mean, who wants to talk about them? So
1: I have anybody <laughs> who's been following me on Twitter. What's up? He raised his
3: hand. Uh,
1: oh, okay, Ken, go for it.
3: No, Ken, no. Ken. Uh, it's the post-game. I was going to mention, well, the obvious, the viral video going around of Jimmy, going to the supporter section and them hashing it out uh, was not the response I wanted from him exactly. Uh feel like he, uh, I know he's still young, but it's not the leadership that I want from the captain per se. Um, he went back and forth with these guys instead of like trying to be sympathetic. Like, you know, like clearly with these supporters, this is majority of their life NYCFC. Like meet like us as well. Like this plays a huge role in our life. And the performances you're giving us, it does show their, the lack of care. Uh not just from him. You can see the passion that he provides but like and then you see you see it with LA Galaxy last week where they go to their supporters and just let their supporters just just berate them but they just take it jimmy didn't handle it well i feel but um dude, that was that's my post game rant like
0: christian
1: it's just that so i'm gonna disagree a little bit so i don't have any problem with sans going up to the supporters and engaging with them and having a dialogue with them
3: He I needed have to have
1: captain i i i have no problem with that and i have no problem for him defending his teammates like, like 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 in saying we're, we're here to fucking work you know I, I i have no issue with the thing so i've well let me backtrack a little bit uh anybody who's been following me on twitter or facebook uh in the last uh well by the time this comes out uh the last 48 hours um or so or 36 hours so if you want to get semantical whatever because uh apparently that's a thing among nycfc supporters nowadays i don't that's about as specific as I'll get. Um, so, uh, there's been a lot of people who have criticized um, uh, the supporters in this situation for uh, for what they said and how they said it to Jimmy, of all people. I do not agree. I am 100% on the side of the supporters. And here's the reason why. Um Ooh um we are paying customers at the end of the day we are paying money i pay fuck like like my season tickets are six hundred dollars um and it's very costly you know like like, people can argue 600 dollars isn't that much it must be nice to be a privileged little fuck um we are paying customers who are paying to see a team and when we go to home games we are expecting to come out with some points and a reason to fucking be happy not only have the last two home games been abysmal when historically i don't even remember the last time we lost two games at home consecutively i can't even recall i can't even still we uh, dominate city it's, it's, it's got to be 2015
2: 2015's got to be the last time. It, it it might be like
1: was something maybe even 2016 i'm sure joe is going to look it up right now uh It's very bad, Um, but we have been abysmal for seven games. We have not seen any improvement. We have not seen an improvement in terms of our quality of play over the last seven games. And the fans are fucking upset, and they have every right as paying customers to fucking voice that. And the fact that some people are acting like they're fucking Karens, this is fucking football. This is fucking football. If you don't like it, go back to any other fucking American sport where you're just a fucking spectator. We... Have the go, have this. Go, fu- go back to watching fucking baseball. But I'm I'm sorry. And even in Nets and even in those sports, you can't tell me that fans have never gotten fired like like fans have never gotten a coach fired. Do you think Bobby Valentine's firing from the Mets all those years ago, or the or 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 the Boston Red Sox had nothing to do with him? Screw, had nothing to do with the backlash that fans had. The fans are justifiably fucking frustrated. Now here's what I'll say. Here's what I disagree with, and it's not even necessary any part of the rea- interactions. I have no problem with the interaction. The fans being displaced, and Jimmy uh, standing up as captain for his team and conversing with them to begin with. I disagree with the fact that that's fucking Jimmy there to begin with. That should be fucking Nick Cushing right there, addressing those supporters and taking it there. Instead, that gutless prick has been running to the fucking locker room for the last two home games. He hasn't even looked in the supporters' di- general direction. All game. 40%. Not even looking in our direction. There, he's not even looking. He's gutless. And he's the one who should be explaining the performance and explaining why we're falling short. But instead, all we get is these fucking post-game blurbs where he gives off a bunch of fucking corpo-speak. Like, I really think that, you know, I really think we controlled the game and created blah 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 blah. Go fuck yourself. Where's the fucking results? Where is the fucking reward? Where are the points? We are second to last in the Eastern Conference. We have never been this bad since 2015. This is the worst we have been, the lowest we've been on the table after this many games since 2015, an inaugural year where we were anchored by talents like Ned Grabovoy and fucking, um, yeah, oh, fuck, uh, fucking Adam Nemec. I don't want to hear that, listen, And people have been saying, he's been fucked over. There's been a lot of roster turnover. You can make a case that we are not built to win silverware right now. You can you can argue that we're not built to win an MLS Cup championship, or we're not built to compete for a supporter shield, or even a U.S. Open Cup, or even a leagues cup at this point. You can argue that. You can make that case. That's fine. What I will not accept, and the argument that I will not tolerate, is that we should be competing for the wooden spoon right now. We're in that discussion right now. That's in-fucking-excusable. There is too much talent in this team to be this low on the table. Now, if you want to say we're a sixth-place team, we're a fifth-place team, we're even a seventh-place team, okay, okay, that's fine. And if we were in that spot in the table, I'd be reserving my pushing out. I'd be leaving the pitchfork at home. We are second to last in in the east right now and the only reason why we aren't last in the east right now is because Red Bull beat Inter Miami last night that's the only reason we aren't last in the east right now if if this was Europe we'd be in the drop zone right now looking at USL how is that acceptable how and, and these people I'm going to I'm going to steal one of Joe's fra- phrases we are treating Nick Cushion with kid gloves <laughs> Why?
2: Like I like to. I'd like to say, um, you know, you, you mentioned Europe, and it I, would be in the drop zone. Yes, you're correct. But also, if we were in Europe, Nick Cushion would have been fired like last week, a week ago. Nick Cushion would have been fired. He wouldn't even have coached the, the yesterday's game.
1: It, 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 honestly, man, like this, this is horrible. Like it's the worst. I don't want like, to talk about. I don't want to talk about standards about Europe. The only reason I, I brought up Europe is because if this was a European setup in a traditional format. For football, we'd be looking at USL Championship right now. That would be a, a legitimate yeah, possibility.
2: Uh, yeah, and to and to go with that, Nick Cushing would be fired. Nick Cushing would w- would be fired. He'd no longer be the fucking coach,
3: Joe. And, and-, and on top of that, the league is only expanding, so there's going to be less and less, less and less, less and less playoff spots. So but the- not this year. I know, year. but I'm just saying, like. To be second to last, this is redundant. Like out of fucking what thirty teams in the league? Come on, enough. This is this is pathetic. This season is pathetic. You know, I try to like plead. I was I'm not gonna front. Early on in the season, I was like, you know, let's let's rock with Cushing. Let's rock with Cushing. He took us further than anybody with the exception of let Just give him a shot. But now I'm like, okay, no, I can't keep doing this for you. Like you're just playing yourself. You're playing me. You got me looking stupid. Everyone looking stupid. You got your my team looking stupid. This is enough.
0: All right. So and now you're
3: just ex- like I said. You're just experimenting. Come on,
0: man. So I just did uh, a little bit of research, deep dive, kind of uh, into previous seasons. Christian, are you there? Um.
1: Yeah, he's just I I would right like to here. I would like to
0: officially announce that the last two matches are the first time in team history that NYCFC has lost two consecutive home matches. First time. First.
3: First time. First time.
1: Oh
0: man.
3: Jesus Christ.
0: First time this, in this, team history that we've lost back to it, back well. home matches has never happened before. We have never I'm honored to be a part of
3: this cast for that.
0: <laughs> we have never lost two and, and this matches has Nick, at home in a row. This has
2: Nick Cushing's blood all over it as well. This, this is, this is, this is all him. And and, and for the people that say, oh, oh, we we need to give Cushing a fair chance. He doesn't have a striker. Fuck off. Fuck out of here. Seriously, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. That, 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 is me. that was me. That was me. You're making up excuses for for a man that's fucking playing around with his food. He's not even playing. It's not even food at this point. It's just fucking dog shit he finds on the fucking pavement next to the fucking grass. He's just playing with dog shit at this point.
0: Even in. He, he, he-, he
2: talks so much about the Dallas game, about like, uh, about how well we fucking dominated that game. And we haven't even played that lineup since April 22nd. April 22nd. Have- That's the last time we played. That's the last time we played a very good game and we won. And, and, and deservingly so. And that lineup brought so much success and he hasn't played it since. What the fuck is this guy doing? Even what, like, even he's in, finessing a fucking living out of us. Even
0: in 2015, when we were bad, we only won ten games the whole year. We and we lost seventeen we lost games. Seventeen. We lost seventeen games, and not and we're already seven. We're already seven. Not any not any two of them were back to back losses at home. Oh wait, oh, um, oh, wait hold on, wait, I, hold on, let me check again because. I'm looking at to see like back to back like because this was back to back games, at home that were losses. Let me let me let me let me double check just to make sure. Oh, if you if you're
2: talking about back to back home games, then he lost last year as well. Charlotte and DC, even though they're at no right yeah below that doesn't Minnesota. count. That that, that doesn't count. fucking count. That doesn't that doesn't does count. Not, that okay. does not
0: fucking count. No, because this because because the, the whole the whole thing about this is is Baseball that Stadium. is that Yankee Stadium and City are a, a fortress. It's it's the dimensions. It's it's in the boroughs. It's like it's it, we, we create a fortress. No one comes in to the five boroughs and, and, and beats us, really. Um, but let me just double check to go through because uh, I was looking for back-to-back games. All
1: right, so – We did lose back-to-back games at home in 2015. We lost to the Portland Timbers on April 19th, 2015, and then the next game that we played at home was a 3-1 loss to the Seattle Sounders. Yes. That's so, the so only, that was the
2: last time we lost back-to-back home games. The
1: last time we lost back-to-back games at home in baseball stadiums was 2015. It's the only time. It's the only time I can recall. I'm pretty sure. Listen, if anybody can find anything in 20, from 2016 or 2017, I, I, listen, we don't have all night to go through all this. Um, there, there, there was a period in 2019 where we didn't, where we went four straight games winless at home. But none of them were back-to-back losses. We had one. They were all draws. They were all draws. All draws. Um, And here's another indictment on Cushing. So you know how we always criticize players and their performances and everything like that. Let's look at the performances pre-Cushing and then post-Cushing. So here's so Santi Rodriguez was a massively important part of our 2021 campaign and was a massively important part of our team last year. I refuse to believe that Santi Rodriguez is a worse player now than he was then. Talis Magno, even last year—well, first off, before Tati left, Talis Magno was among the best players in the league as far as his goal contributions were concerned. He was he was lighting it up. After Tati left, his distribution kind of dropped off quite a bit because he he was transitioned to the nine. But even at the nine last year, he he wasn't awful. He wasn't poor. As a matter of fact, like we were talking about, like, who, like, what, 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 like, which of which, which player at the nine was offering us more in terms of, like, one to one replacement of Tati. And the only player that had the skill set that Tati had or close to was Talos Magno. And there were several great chances that he created from the nine position. He didn't score a lot of goals, but there were plenty of times where he was contributing and making space for others to. His production this year has fallen off a cliff, and he has been very bad this year. Maxine, Matt, Keaton Parks looks confused. Keaton Parks was the best eight in this league from 2019 to to 2021 before he got hurt. Last year, he dealt with, you know, he's been dealing with a lot of injuries, but even between those bouts of injuries, when he's been on the pitch, he's been effective. Keaton Parks does not look like the same man this year. He looks confused, and Joe and Davi and 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 Ken, you might get at me right now. I don't care. Tiago Martins has been head and shoulders our best defender all year. Whether you like him or not, or think he's worth the money, it's not. He's still been our best defender by far. You might. Whether or not you think he's worth two million dollars,
2: I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. That, but, I just, I just made the joke that it's a uh, one
1: one yeah, million dollars yeah, prone goal. I, 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 just, I know we just made the joke, but I don't disagree. I, I, I got the joke. The, the like whether or not he's worth two million dollars in a DP contract, that's up for debate. There can be a discussion can be had. He has definitely been our best defender. Even he has looked off in these last few games. The last two games have been the worst worst games since like that like little five game period he had when he first came over. These last two games that he's had, very very bad. Add in the team selection. Cushing makes this team look toothless. I'm sorry, we're talking about a collection of talented players. And I don't want to hear about Thiago Andrade and Melda Amundsen being stripped off either. That was Cushing's fault. He froze those he froze two players. The team. At, he alienated those two players from our lineup. Thiago Andrade was feeding off scraps, begging for minutes and seeing sparse minutes all season. And, he's, and he was contributing... The few times he was called upon, Amundsen hasn't seen a minute since last year, and now he's C- scored two goals for Columbus. C- in C- as
2: Cushing, many- Cushing, in his position, would have much rather seen a random second round draft pick and uh, a mid Matthias Pellegrini. That's that the, he was much rather have Pellegrini and O'Toole run out there instead of having uh, Malte and Tiago. And the, I mean, the, the last time we saw Thiago in an NYCFC shirt, sure, he scored the winning goal. And and, and, then, and then the next week, we ship him off to Brazil because Cushing froze him out.
1: I have no problem with – sorry. I, all I was going to say was I have no problem with Kevin O'Toole, but not as a fullback. Not yeah. a fullback. And he's been played there. I agree.
0: He's a, he's a wide midfielder slash winger. That's what he so, is. So who do we think was – who was the who was the NYCFC man of the match uh, against uh, Cincinnati? Kufre. It's got to be Kufre. He's got the Kufre. goal.
1: I imagine yeah, that's the he goal, the,
3: the crossbar, the only one.
0: Yeah, so he was a 7-5 yeah. on Thought Mob and a 7-1 on
1: who scored. Uh, so he was the highest. Had his goal scored, I, I think Gabby would have been up there. But Gabby also missed a pretty bad chance off that free kick. He yeah, should have scored
0: Gabby, that. Gabby was the sixth highest uh, player, six five, six
1: three. So right in the middle. And 6-3 six, and six, is not a good score to be in the middle with either. That's indicative of a very bad performance.
0: So they they had Kufre as the top rated player, uh, Chanot as the second highest rated player, and Sands as the third highest rated player. That was your top three. For has been looking
3: terrible. So Chino's like, scores.
0: Cheneau scores versus Fat Mob, and and who scored? He was a seven three on Fat Mob, and a six three on
1: who scored? That's a very big difference. What the fuck is he getting a seven three for? I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't know how you give anybody in that defense anything over a fucking six from last night. That was piss poor. Except for Koufre obviously, given that he scored the goal, and you know Koufre, had a good game last night. If there's one player who I can say had a good game, it was Koufre. And I think, and if he doesn't get the start on Saturday, oh man,
2: I'm. Dude, it, and there's and there's like no like legitimate reason why Cushing benched Koufre for like four or five games. He just like we all thought it was well, rotation he looks, at the start. If, if anything, he looks but,
0: motivated now.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't like, like Cushing's not even giving a reason as, as I, of to why to benching, like players like Kufre, Tiago.
0: If you like, listen Malt, to uh, NYCFC like, forever, right? no reason. Sanchez alluded to that. I think uh, along with Pellegrini, wasn't Kufre the other player that was with him in the parking lot and said like, Hey, we didn't and, play. Uh, and Alfaro. And yeah. Alfaro. Um, so yeah. And then the bottom five, <laughs> I, I think you guys can predict to the bottom five are. We have free set of five, four, five, five. If you get three so, goals, if you get three goals scored, you're not going to have a high rating.
1: I'm going to say, the oh, man, the worst is very hard. That's hard. It's hard to guess the worst in this game. If I had to – I'm going to cheat a little bit. If I had to take a guess, it's either going to be one of two players. It's going to be Stephen Turnbull or Santi Rodriguez. I think those are probably one of the two.
0: I'm going to say Keaton.
1: No, Uh, Matt
0: either. Matt Freese. That's 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 a bit harsh. And believe it or not, Turnbull was (laughs) the one, two, three – Turnbull was the fifth highest rated player in this game. What the fuck?
2: So uh, Matt, Matt
0: Freese at a 5.4, 5.5. Tony Alfaro at a 6.0, 5.5. Uh, Gabe, and do you agree? Gabe Segal 6.0, uh, 6.2. is their third-worst player. And then Santi and then Greg. And, so.
1: and do you agree? Yeah. Um, I mean, I can see
3: Alfaro's performance was bad, along with the, red, the yellow card at the end didn't help. Like, but the penalty... Uh, I can see that freeze. You're right. Anybody who gives up three goals, it's not. You're not going to be high. But yeah, Turnbull, that surprised me. You said fifth highest. I did not see that one coming.
1: That was not on my fucking Wednesday night matchup bingo card. No. his uh, uh, performance like, was his, performance was his befo- like, like he did have Turnbull's a starting. He did have a a, a run or two,
3: but like. There was this one time he tried to deliver a cross. It just went way over. Like nobody was clearly it, there. Like, it, dude, it what curled the fuck? And
2: bounced back in, but it was already a goal kick at that point.
3: Yeah, it, I'm like, what the fuck was that? And like, that's why I'm like, okay, we need it. We, I need Ilanich back. I need somebody who uh, Tinnerholm. Give me like a good through <laughs> ball. And I,
2: and, I, and I said to Joe... Huh. And I said to Joe, like during the game, like the only reason why we signed Turnbull to a first team contract is because we already wasted his two appearances as yeah. like, a NYCFC two players. So we we had no hey, choice. We had to promote him.
3: Keep him on the fucking bench then. <laughs> why well, start him? He doesn't even
2: make the eighteen half the time. Well, why, not, why not? Why not give a Why not give a Wusu a, a run? Yeah. So like, okay. Like, so like, Joe Joe told <clears throat> me again like yesterday. Like, Wusu's been playing really good for the
0: second team. Why not give him a run? So I think that I think now's as good time as ever to transition from the Cincy game to briefly talk about the upcoming game this weekend. Um, the one thing I do want to say though um, about all the uh, social so, about the social media interactions after this game, like last night today, um, uh, NYCFC Forever podcast has been on the front lines on on Twitter, um, uh, standing up for the supporter who who uh, who who's speaking to James Sands at the end of the match. Um, well, who I'm
1: also friends with for the record. I want to mention, I want the record to show that I am friends with this person, so I am a little biased, but this person is a good faith act. Yeah. Is it it always acts in good faith. Uh, I, I don't want to say his name cuz I don't want to bring any more heat on him than than He's me. one of us. He's one of us. It, it, yeah, he's one of us. He's one of the best of us too. I know this dude. Like like I like I I like I love this man. Like and Anybody who thinks he's acting in bad faith and singling anybody out, this is that's not that's not true. No, that's I not
3: said true. James handled this really poorly. Like getting back, oh, you're, you're saying, don't say we don't care. No, like you're not feeling us, James. You're not feeling us.
0: Well, so I, I definitely, I agree with a lot of what the supporters said when he was talking to James. Um, I think that they do. I mean, I think that they do. This, the, the, the players need to understand that, like we're ride or die. Like we're gonna we're gonna show up, as long as we're told. As long as there's there's a game, NYCC game, we're gonna be there, and we're gonna be there all ninety minutes, um, and trying to help support and give energy to these players, um, but like they need to know that I mean, and 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 that's another thing. There's people on social media calling us entitled. We're we're not entitled, but after winning a championship two seasons ago, we have our expectations have raised, so it's not acceptable. After going through that and also making it back to the Eastern Conference Final, I don't care. You can tell, you can talk to me through your blue in the face about oh the overturn rate and we lost so many players. Blah, 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 blah. we have so many players left from that 21 championship season that were poised to take that next step and jump up and snag their starting spots. Santiago, Santiago Rodriguez, he's he's supposedly been the heir to Maxim Morales for like. Fucking what? A, a season and a half now. He was supposed Maxi, to be the heir to Maxi. We're with that. Yeah. His performance. Uh, Talis Magno. Yeah. Yeah. Talis Magno is supposed Magno. to be Everybody this wonder kid up. from Brazil who we we got him on. We got him and and he was we're supposed to groom him and then sell him off and and he's done fucking almost nothing, virtually nothing. And I mean and then yeah, okay, losing Alexander Collins was huge, but it's not like we don't have Maxime Cheneau. We went out and got. I mean, granted, Alfaro does not look very good. But we, ha- we already had Tiago Martins for an entire season with Ch- with, Ch- uh, T- with with Collins there. So there should have been a seamless transition to Chino and Tiago Martins. There shouldn't have been any hiccups there because they played together for an entire season. All right. Yeah, I know uh, we-, we lose Anton Tinnerholm. But he was aging and injured anyway. So I thought Tavon Gray was going to be given the spot. I thought he was ready. I thought he was prepared. I thought he was the next right back. But now, I mean, we bring in Michel Lenny, and Michel looks like he's better than Tavon. Tavon can't recapture that form from 21. Oh, he's he's better by by, by miles, by miles. Left-back Amundsen, who was cast away, received no minutes this year, but has played 2,000 minutes in the season before for NYCFC. So yeah, there was an overturn. Obviously the biggest one is the nine, but Nick Cushing took this job. He accepted the interim position and he accepted the full-time position knowing what he had to deal with. He should have been properly equipped to get results with what you're given, that's what. When you, when you take a coaching position, you look at your roster. You're like, okay, I think I can do this, 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 and this. He's not showing that he's capable of providing player selection and tactics that can get us wins. This team is too talented not to win games. Am I saying that we should be in Cincy's position and be the top of the East? No, because we lack the depth. The depth. The depth is what we lost and has not been replaced. And also that the nine, the goal scorer, but. Everybody's saying, oh, I can't judge Cushing because he doesn't have a 9. You guys are acting like we're going to bring in a 9 who's going to bang in 25 fucking goals. That's not going to happen. We need Santi to step up and score. We need Talas to step up and score. We need Gabi to continue scoring. We need Keaton to chip in goals. We need our depth guys like Seagal and Pellegrini and Jason to score fucking goals. And a 9 is not going to magically help them score goals. It's not. It's not going to be a quick fix. It's not going to be glue. It's not going to be monkey glue or whatever the fuck it's called tape or monkey I don't whatever the fuck. I'm getting off I, I digress. A 9 is a, a 9 is not gorilla glue. Not a 9 is not going to be a magic fix to make all these other guys who should be scoring and possess the talent to score goals, they're not producing. So it's not a cataclysmic failure of not having a nine. It's a failure of the players on the roster who are being chosen week in, week out, match in, match out to be in our 11 or be one of the three to five players brought off the bench. They're not producing. They're not playing up to what their expectations are. And this goes back to Blosser's point last week that we were fucking catfished by some of these players. The players around them made made them appear better than they were. Now that it's their time to be him, they're not him. They can't carry the load. They can't shoulder the load. Santi needs to step the fuck up and do something and earn the number that's on the back of his fucking jersey, the number 10, who's been worn by Maxi Morales for the past fucking six seasons, and he's worn it well. Santi has
1: not played up to what a 10 deserves to be. So I want to address that really quick, but I want to ask Ken a question. Because uh, Ken, you're a guest, and your, your opinion our, our, the opinions of our guests are always very, very valued on this show. I want to know... Right now, as it stands, right now, are you cushing out? And if you feel cushing free to, I, feel free to I guess you you have the talent on the
3: team. Way too much talent. You you've been on the championship team to see what works, what doesn't work. This performance is not cutting it, and you've been here long enough. Like I said, I've tried to support you, but you've played me week in and week out. This is enough. I, like I said, I feel played like catfish enough. And like I said, you do have the talent, and but you're not getting, you're not lighting the fucking fire you need out of Talos Magno, out of Santi Rodriguez, out of fucking Pellegrini. Pellegrini was a fucking DP at one point. Light the fire in his ass to dude, get that dude, and, out uh, of this. So,
2: I'm sorry to cut you off, but here, here's the thing. We released Pelligrini, and, and we gave him more money. We gave him a fucking raise.
3: We gave him a fucking raise, and it's doing light. shit. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, he's just like, oh, uh, like I feel like he's in the locker room. Oh, chaps, everything's gonna be all right. Like, no. So with
2: a fucking, fucking Heineken in his fucking hand so as well.
3: Slap, slap these guys that need to be slapped. You know, like fucking, like go, go up, fucking Talis's ass. Like, yo, stop dancing on the field. Bring the fucking ball down. Enough. Like, you just. Even in these fucking, these fucking press conferences, you're just crying like, oh, these losses are going to bring us closer together. No, the fuck is not. He's
2: like, oh, all
1: the all the Bring us wins. Oh, bring us wins. Bring so, us wins. Oh, here's the thing. Oh, here's what I want to address. With. Like, like we are criticizing players like Santi Rodriguez and Talismag, though, and, 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 and et cetera, et cetera. And, and rightfully so. Santi was on a DP contract, by the way. Okay. That's not, not where I'm getting to. I get that these players are, are worth the criticism and everything like that. But I honestly feel like their poor performances come down to poor coaching, because we've seen what these players can accomplish when they buy into the system. They are Ronnie not. Had, Ronnie had these boys cooking. They are not bought into the system right now. You can see Ooh. it in their body language. They do not trust the the plan. They're they're not down with the cause. Well, like, like and, and when I say not down with the cause, I mean they aren't down with the tactical regimen that's been placed on them from a game-to-game basis and you can see it in the body language.
3: Now, I also want to point and out... Then you, and this then they get, mad when they, they get mad when they say the supporters say that they don't care. Like, you're not fucking playing to your potential.
1: So so here's the thing. I also want to point out one more thing about that interaction between James Sands and one of our supporters. So, well, several of our supporters, because it wasn't just one there. Uh when the supporter set told J- sans listen if it's the coach then you guys have to step up and do something Sans said nothing in defense of cushing he didn't say anything he said nothing but that the guys were working and that they come out every single week and fucking work we get that but the thing is work and talent alone ha- have you ever guys ever seen miracle what movie about the miracle and ice
3: hockey yeah
1: yeah Uh, uh, He he, Herb Brooks looks to his players talent alone You're not good enough to win on talent alone And that could be said for almost Every single professional team that's out there On talent alone, talent alone can get you Far enough, it can get you there But it won't win you anything You need to have a plan and some Discipline to go with that talent This team plays with no discipline They play with no plan I, I said it on the last pod Once we get into the final third It's improv comedy we're figuring it out as we go. And that is an indictment on the poor coaching. I'm sorry. I refuse to believe that players like Santi Rodriguez, Talis Magno, Keaton Parks, Maxime Cheneau, Thiago Martins, um, Tavon Gray, even, are worse players now when most of these players that I just mentioned, with the exception of Cheneau, are in their early fucking 20s. They should be getting better from year to year, not getting worse. They should, these guys are, are have even hit the peak of their powers yet. Have even hit their prime yet? These players should be getting better, and I think the fact that you're seeing a regression in these players is an indictment about what's going on in the training ground and what they're being told to do on the pitch come game day. Like, like, like does anybody agree with that? Do Do we agree? I'm getting sound boards. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can
3: imagine. Uh,
1: so I, I'm, I'm. So I don't want. To. Listen, we can individually criticize Carlos Magno and Santi Rodriguez for individually poor performances, but the thing is, it's not like the only player on this team that has looked good in this seven-game stretch is Herrera. fucking Gabriel Pereda. One out of eleven. One out of eleven. That's one of eleven players on the pitch, and he's the only one that's looked good. I, I'm I, starting I've, to. I'm starting to feel bad for Barraza a little bit because his replacement didn't feel bad and nobody's looked good. Our replacements for our replacements don't look good.
2: Uh I, I, I think I think Cushing sees eleven and he's like, Oh, okay,
1: 11's performing. And it's just Gabriel Pereira, not the whole fucking team. Yeah. indictment on coaching. I don't think I, I think we need to start looking beyond individual performances because yes, we can say that these players have been worse than everybody, but once again, we've been talking about it. Like, and I don't want to talk about the match ratings because they're highly inconsistent, but the thing is we've been seeing week in, week out, seven, eight, nine, ten players at once who are not up to scratch
2: on that day. I would I would also like to add that it is it is officially June, and uh, Nick Cushing took over the job in about, I think, probably like 12 days, 12, 12 13 days, like. Uh, we're, we're approaching his anniversary, and like nah, him taking it was, was it July? the helm as a, as an interim. No, no, no. It was in June. It was in June because Ronnie left in June. Actually,
1: actually, ready for this? It was in May.
2: It was in May. Yep, we're past the year. Oh, okay. So, brilliant. All right. So, already a year in, and he's lo- he, He's already had like terrible runs of form two two times, two times in two different in two different seasons under his name, and it's it's been one of the worst runs in our club's history and his name is forever attached to it and 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 yet people people still have the audacity the fucking audacity to fucking defend this guy they have the fucking audacity to say oh it's not fair to fucking say no 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 i'm here to fucking win i'm here to fucking see my team lay out fucking everything every blood sweat tear i don't give a shit if you're fucking bleeding out your goddamn nose and you're making a fucking run to fucking defend a ball that's about to go into the fucking goal and make a goal line clearance. I don't give a shit. You better go out there and fucking perform. You don't wear this fucking badge on, and represent this fucking city for, just for you to go out and have a fucking day off. And you'll be like the fucking Messi. I honestly thought we had the day off. Get the I fuck out the of here. Working. If you're going to like that, if you're gonna play like shit and you're not going to fucking care and you're not going to fucking play for the supporters. Spending their hard-earned goddamn money to fucking watch you play. Watch you wear the fucking badge with the star on top of it—a star that most of these players don't even they haven't even fucking won with us. They don't even fucking deserve to wear that shit. The, I'm gonna the few players, the few players that deserve to wear the fucking star, are gone. They're long gone, and the manager that deserves it is long fucking gone too. Congrats to him. He got he got promoted to Club Bruges, the, the biggest club in Belgium. I but still, correct- this is this is fucking horrible. Like get the get this coach out of here. I don't give a shit. Not like no pieces. You can give you can give this guy Lionel fucking messy and it still won't fucking save our team. I don't give a shit. you can get you can give this guy fucking prime I R9, Prime R9, prime, R9, pr- prime, whoever the fuck, and it still won't save our fucking team.
1: I, I, I want to correct the record I want to correct the record and say it was actually June 13th that Nick Cushing came on. So we are approaching 12 days. Yes, it's exactly. 12. So 12,
2: yeah, so 12 days. I stand corrected. So it's been a year, and what has he done? Win a Campeonist Cup because we because we were at Yankee Stadium. We were lucky to host enough that game. Congrats. Um, get lucky on a tactic, uh, tactical switch that uh, we caught a little fire towards the end, and then you shot yourself in the foot 60 minutes into the uh, – the conference championship congrats and uh what else have you done yeah uh go 1 win in 10 in in, in summer of 2022 uh lose back to back home games for the first time since 2015 just now and you're seven win right now so uh all that and and also not only that you also lost the locker room like none of the players fucking defend you and you don't even want to come over and uh take the uh, fucking one, bullshit one that James took. who and who is that player Matt Freese Okay, well uh all right, he's new. I was I was about to say if if he was uh like a player that's been well established uh into our team that's been here for a while, I I would tell him like him and Cushing they can get the fuck out. But since because it's Matt Freeze and he's a goalkeeper, so
0: yeah. If if it was somebody I mean, else I mean he didn't he like, didn't single out Cushing, but he was like this he's like the coaching staff here does, has done a, a tremendous job blah blah blah. Like it's like the the positive pr positive shit bullshit. yeah positive pr yeah, okay. anyway all right yeah. so let's we're almost we're pushing 2 hours here let's um let's briefly talk about the rebs match this saturday 3:30 p.m. yankee stadium against the rebs we play the rebs a lot with them being in the eastern conference and being close in proximity all time at home at yankee stadium or i mean i think we've only played them at yankee stadium we played them twice at rebel arena during the co- dur- during the covid years we have 5 wins 2 losses and 2 draws against the rebs our last loss at Yankee Stadium to the Revs came on September 5th, 2018. It was a 1-0 loss in front of 18,000. No, no, it was it
2: was 2020, October. That game? Uh, it was October 2020. No, October. Played at Yankee October Stadium. Of
0: 2020 since we played at Red Bull. It was a 2-1 No, it was loss. Yankee Stadium. You're sure?
2: yeah it was yankee stadium you can go back and watch the highlights it's yankee stadium okay
0: so they knocked that means october of 2020 which was the last time we played them at yankee stadium they came in and beat us um which means we are on a no no not the last time sorry we put because we played them at yankee stadium in 21 and 22. so in 2020 mm-hmm. we, we uh we, we lost to them it was a 2-1 defeat in front of no there was no fans at that game though no fans yeah so there was no fan that, that's that shit doesn't count. But in that game, uh, uh, Lee Lee Win had a uh, or sorry, Teal Bunbury, uh, a name that you might recognize because he's still in the league, still doing it, still scoring. Teal Bunbury That's scored cool. in the third fucking minute of that match, and then Lee Win scored in the 80th minute, another penalty, um, and then Alexander Kyan scores in, in in three minutes of stoppage time, and we we walk away with a 2-1 loss against um, against the Revs um, at Yankee Stadium. So uh, I mean, we we don't so that would make it three losses then so that would will make it three losses against uh against the revs at um at yankee stadium in the in the series um i mean we we have recency against them like we've we've uh we knocked them off in 2022 we beat them 4-2 at yankee stadium in 2021 we beat them in august 2-0 beat them Meet him on the way to the cup as well. That was away though. That was away, yeah. Yeah, that was up in Boston.
2: Oh, but 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 we've won our last two games at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, against we've them.
0: won our last two games at Yankee Stadium against them. Uh, in terms of players who have done things in this in this series, uh, Santi has two game has seven matches played, two goals. Tallis has six matches played, two goals. GP has three matches, one goal, one assist. So I mean he, I mean he, he he's definitely lit it up since he's gotten to the league. In terms of their players, the, uh, their, their new goalie, Petrovic, who's the heir to the Matt Turner throne, um, he has three matches against us, five goals against, but he has a clean sheet. Um, Gustavo Bowe, four game uh, ten matches, four goals, and uh, Carlos Heal Carlos has eight matches with one goal and three assists. So the, the players to watch are Bow and Heal. Uh, New England played a th- uh, thrilling three-three tie, I believe, uh, this weekend. Yeah, uh, who they play against? Atlanta, in
2: Atlanta. Three-three uh, yesterday. Okay,
0: so they, they got they were able to get a they they were able to get a result on the road in Atlanta, which is Atlanta is a hard place to play. Um, and they were they were able to get a three-three, and um, I know that uh, I know that Christian stepped away from his computer for a second, but uh, Christian and I have gotten in 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 some arguments about these old heads in MLS. Um, and how the, uh, their their time has passed, and they're no longer. Uh, actually, no, it wasn't. It was uh, Chicago. It wasn't Atlanta. Unless I'm looking at the wrong game. Saturday, May 27th? No,
2: you're looking at the wrong game. Okay. It was okay. Atlanta.
0: All right. So they, they, wait, are they, are you tell me they have back to back three 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 draws. Is that is that what I'm looking at? I guess at? so. Back to so they're scoring goals, but they're also they're also bleeding goals like it's their job. Um, but but they're but they're also up there with. So uh, you got Carlos Tennessee Hill scored team. in the first minute of the match against Atlanta. And then he scored at in, in a stoppage time ninety plus three. Bobby Wood scores at thirty seven, um, and then uh, Giacomakis, Amada, and Barry score for uh, for Atlanta. Um, Carlos Kale scored in the first minute of the match, um, and, and this is against an Atlanta team that we struggled against uh, at, at home. We struggled against them at home. Uh, they, they walked. To, did they? Come, wait, it was, that was a draw, right? That was one of our, our home draws. Was, yeah, Atlanta. It was 1-1, one, one, right? They, they had the Giacomacus goal, and then who scored for us in that match? Pereira. Probably Pereira, yeah. Safe bet. Um, but, uh, I mean, yeah, their, their form is uh, – they're, they're also uh, – they're, they're, I think, third in the East? I, I have to look. They're
2: fourth in the East. Fourth
0: in the East. They're fourth in the East behind the Union, they're Nashville, up. and Cincinnati. Uh, their away record is three wins, three draws, two losses. So, I mean, <laughs> they have three wins in the road. We have zero. Uh, so their, their away form is decent, and that's why they're at the top of the table and, and why we're all the way down at the bottom. Um, I mean, I guess – so, I mean, I'll be going. Christian, you'll be there. Davi, are you going to make the trek over to over to Yankee again this weekend? Fuck no. No, you're not going? Uh, Ken, are you going to be over there?
3: I'll pass. I'm, uh, like I said, I'm digging the, the profanity from Apple TV, and I just can't stomach it right now. Like, I'm predicting – we can't even keep a fucking clean sheet. I'm predicting one at one, and that's being front of Believe
2: it. it or not, and that's all the way in the home opener.
3: <laughs>
2: so, Come on,
3: man.
0: so, so I want to, I want to, I want to gauge the uh, the the temperature of the water here right now. Um, if anything less than a win in this match, do you think that? You you go. There we go. Anything less than a win, do you think Monday something happens?
1: Has to, has to. I mean, if, if 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 not if not then then when? I mean, how much worse does it get? I mean, if you don't win three straight home games, like that's got to be like bottom of the barrel, that, right? That, that's like, that's eight winless uh, at that point. Andy. We're
3: already at our worst
1: stretch. You know, fuck eight winless, three straight L's at home. That's that that's that's got to be like 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 rock bottom, right? I what mean, is? I rock mean, Neville, Neville just got fired
0: from Miami. Yeah, after I mean,
2: won the loss yesterday.
0: Yeah, I mean th- 3 lo- mean? 3 lo- I mean we've only only one time in the history of this club have we have we lost two home games in a row. Or yeah, two home games in a row. Not but they weren't they were separated by an away game. Um th- this is three consecutive home games. If you lose lose three consecutive home games. That that is that's rock bottom. That's 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 so- that's, that's garbanzo beans. That's that's shit, that's mierda. Like that's bad. That's, that's history making.
1: So, so if, if you want my personal opinion, I would say that it doesn't even matter. It's futile. Uh, I think he should be fired regardless, even if you do collect three points. I'm just,
3: saying, I'm just saying, AFC Richmond, Ted Lasso just left. I'm just putting that out there.
1: <laughs> He's available is what you're saying? So, 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 so yeah, yes. Saying. So, you know, Davi brought up Miami, and Phil Neville getting fired. Uh, did, did anybody happen to catch who was pegged to take his spot? It's going to be tough to Tata, Martino, Ta-ta. And, he's to turn,
2: and he's going to turn the clock black on, on, uh, on, on uh, Joseph Martinez. And, and,
1: and, and, and who have I been pining for for the last several weeks of several episodes? I don't want to say weeks, but yeah, weeks. To come in. Who's been available? And who's wanted to come back to the league? Yeah. Yeah, you I
0: mean Tata's been thrown around uh, on this podcast over the past few weeks as as a someone who could be a band-aid to get us through the rest of this season. Um and beyond proven success. He's got an MLS
1: Cup,
0: proven success in the league. Wants to come back to the league. I mean, he didn't have a a great stay with Mexico, but I mean he I mean we, he he took an exp- he took a borderline expansion team, uh, first few years of existence and and, and took. It was New an on- expansion team? Well, it, it was, but it wasn't in their first year of existence. What was it, year three? Year two. Two?
2: Uh, so so the thing well, about – He took the Mexico job in Mexico as a federation is just fucked.
1: I, 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 don't, I don't like it when people bring up the Mexico job because he was set up to fail at Mexico. Because, like, you know how, like, pe- like, like, NYCFC fans like to say, oh, we don't have this, we don't have that. Mexico literally has nothing. Their best players are all old and about to be done and retire – some of them are even playing in MLS now or leagues more obscure than that. And their, their golden generation, or what was supposed to be their golden generation, has largely fallen flat. Chuki Lozano is not the player that people thought he would be. Diego Linez is far from the player that people thought that he would be. And and players like Funes Mori, who's gotten opportunities, couldn't hit water if they fell out of a boat. What's so, I mean, like if you actually look at Mexico's performances, you ready for this? I thought Mexico outplayed us in all of those games. Where we were running rough shot every single game that we played against them during the Burholt era, I thought they outplayed us in all of them. We were fortunate enough to come away with a win because Mexico just they they there was no execution. The plan was there, the tactical uh, the tactical uh, prowess the tactical prowess was there, but they didn't have the talent to do it. That was a case in which you didn't have the talent. Uh, our situation is completely different. I feel like we have the talent to at least be borderline competitive, to at least be in the thick of things, at least mid table. And we're not that right now because we don't direction. And now Miami might come in. And and listen, fou- firing Phil Neville was not an easy decision for Miami. Like I, I was talking about it over text earlier. David Beckham and Phil Neville are best friends. David Beckham and Phil Neville co own a club together in England, Salford. They co they they co own Salford together. They, these are two guys who are who are who are, mud, who are muddies with each other. You think that was an easy decision to fire them? As well. Like, like, like this, like this. Rip the fucking Band-Aid off. Rip, Rip it off.
0: So I, I saw a. Um, I mean, this, this is not talking about It's probably my Inter Miami, but I, I, saw that. Uh, if they, if they bring in Tata, that, that doesn't Tata have a relationship with Messi? Didn't he, didn't he coach Argentina? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. He coached Argentina, coached Barcelona, and supposedly they're working out a deal with barcelona to get messi to barcelona
0: and miami so i think i think naming tata the manager could get that i mean could possibly i mean I, i'm still doubtful that messi's gonna be ever playing mls but i mean it, no it looks, i don't, I don't think even, so i think I'm the only even, way he would come is through cfg but I'm not i don't even think it'll happen
1: i'm not even thinking about messi the thing is like the thing about tata possibly getting the, the miami job that scares me is he's linked up with, with joseph martinez again He's, uh, Josef, he's
2: turning the clock back with him. He's he's going to turn it back to prime Joseph.
1: Y- Joseph Martinez has not looked as efficient and as clinical as he was since Tata left that chair. And, and, and he's not old yet. And I still think Tata's a very, very good manager that any team would be lucky to have. Just... Yeah.
0: So... I mean, how are we, uh, how are we feeling going into this, uh, into this Revs game? We're gonna lose. We're gonna lose straight up. Is is a prediction time? Because I'm ready. Yeah, let's do predictions. Let's start with you, Davy. Since you're locked and loaded, what's
2: your what's your prediction for this Three, weekend? Three 0 loss. Three 0 Three 0 loss. All right. Who, who, who do you have scoring for New England then? Hill, Bow, and Wood. Okay. And Nick Cushion gets fired
0: on Monday. Okay. Let's start with. Uh, let's go next over to uh, Ken Angeles.
3: Of. Um, like I said, uh, I'm being generous, saying 1 1. That's only because I own. That's me being an optimist. But I can see I 1 0 New England. Probably go from fucking Kessler, the defender. That's how shit we're playing off a corner.
0: Who do you have scoring for us if it's 1 1?
3: The only person that can't score for us fucking Pereira. <laughs>
1: Christian, what do you got? So, I'm making this prediction based on some data. So, we all knew. So, I predicted a 2 1 loss going into the Cincy game. It happened to turned out to be 3 1. So, I was off by a goal, but I still called the loss. This week, I don't think is going to be nearly as bad because if I have to take a guess, maybe we get Mitra back before the weekend. And he can make a difference. Maybe we get Talos back. You know, uh, Tiago Martins, I'm not as optimistic on because we're, you know, like Cushing flat out ruled him out in the press conference. Uh, So I'm not optimistic about him showing up, which means that we'll probably have to go with Alfaro again. Uh, But the New England game away earlier this year was one of the few road games where I thought that we were actually the better team this year. Maybe like one of two uh that i thought that we were the better team and we deserved more than a point out of those games i liked our first appearance that one one draw at in foxborough i thought we played very very well in that game and i thought we deserved more from it i think this game is going to be a repeat of that i think we're going to get a 1-1 draw maybe a 2-2 draw it's going to be a draw um uh, goal scorers I. I want to say Pereira because he's the only one that has proven that he can score, but I think it comes—I think it comes from Santi this time. It's going to be at least one of the goal scorers if it's a two-two draw. I say Santi and and Pereira. All right, um, I
0: am going with now i told you guys that I, like at the very beginning of the season i went through and did the entire the entire schedule and i, I i'm
1: not going to hold you to that what's no, your
0: prediction I, right now i'm holding myself to it and i wrote down that we're going to fucking win this game so i am sticking to the fact that we're going to win this game um i think that You're we're
3: going to fucking win this game joe
0: i think that we're going to win this game 2 to 1 um i think that gabi is the only player on the field right now the last couple games that's looked goal dangerous um, in the attack, at least, I think that he's in a bag of brace in this game, um, and I think the one goal from New England is going to come from Gustavo bow because he always seems to be a problem for us. Um, now, that's my pr- that's my prediction from the beginning of the season. If I if I if I if I were, if I were a betting man um, to put money on this game, I would say that NYCFC is going to lose this game, and it's probably going to be something like two nil. Uh, I'd say that they're going to get a goal one one it'll be one 0 most of the game, and then they're gonna we're gonna be stretched to try to draw, and we're gonna get caught out, and it's gonna be two nil. Uh, but I am sticking with my two one prediction of a win. Um, do we think well, the last thing we'll speak about? Because we're now we're at two uh, over two hours. So I mean, if you're still listening, bravo! Like just thank you very much. But um, what do we uh, do? We think that Nick rolls out um, a, a formation that uh, similar to what we see uh, saw midweek. Uh, Ken, do you think you think we see the three whatever whatever? Three five two three, no, four three? God,
3: no, no. <laughs> no. You you it clearly didn't work.
0: Well, so keep in go back, keep, go back to
3: the four three three.
0: Keep in mind Just, that uh that apparently from all reports that I've seen that uh that uh Tiago Martin's injury is going to keep him out for a little bit lo- longer, long term ish. We're talking like weeks potentially. So no t- I like, so no Thiago no Tiago I, Martins. And a center back. So um, no Tiago Martins, uh, Michal Lennox should be able to play this weekend, but probably not as a starter, maybe as a substitute. And then also, uh, our third injury is who? Uh, Talis. No. Talis, I don't know Talis. I don't know Talis is gonna be ready to go this weekend or not. So keep that in mind when you well, when you choose your lineup.
3: Keep Tavon in the center back position. Yeah, keep Tavon in the center back position. Put Michal uh, where Turnbull was. Just no Alfaro. I'm good. I'm good.
0: Okay. And then what about... Yeah,
3: like, you just just have to switch it up. That that clearly didn't work.
0: Do you think he rolls out Sands and Parks again in the midfield?
3: I don't see... Yeah. Uh, I think Alfredo off the bench works. We need that. Even, like, and Alfredo's prone to fucking get yellow cards. I remember he got, like, five accumulated by, like, fucking, like, three, like, a month into the season last year. So you got to keep him on the bench. I think it's. But, I think yeah, there's something
0: I, with that with the uh, Bundesliga players coming to play in the MLS because uh, Alexander Ring was also was, brutal. was, was all, Alexander Ring was also a walking yellow card and he came right from the Bundesliga to NYCFC. So I, th- I think it's just the style of play over there is a lot more physical.
3: Cool. Yeah, it's it's you definitely got to keep Keaton and as bad as Big Bird is playing, keep him in the midfield with Jimmy. Yeah, I mean, just I
2: mean, there's there's really no one else to play his position to be honest.
3: I, I yeah, just false nine it with Ledesma. Get goal out of here. Like get Richie more minutes.
2: Yeah. I would like to say if it wasn't for Seagol, Nick Cushing probably would have been fired. <laughs> Davi, what's your what's your lineup prediction for this weekend? <laughs> who cares? Whatever cares? lineup we tried out, we're still gonna lose. So who the fuck cares? I'm not doing one. Okay.
0: <laughs> so just uh i think this is like very similar to your preview episode for the midweek it was just 11 shits all over the field that's what you said i think 11 shits good all right uh christian line of prediction
1: i i didn't see enough to justify going back to the three whatever the fuck it was uh the three back the five back whatever you want to call it that that y- y- you're co-being that one um I say we go back to a four three three that more so resembles a four two three a four two three one with two defensive pivots. So I'm gonna say Barraza comes back in this game because listen, whether you think it's fair or not, Matt Freeze didn't necessarily prove himself irreplaceable uh on Wednesday. Uh I'm gonna say if I can choose it, uh I'm gonna say Tavon Gray at right back. Ice turnbull n- no, we don't need to no no no. Uh Maxime Cheneau at right center back. Based on based on he's really the only one who can play the position right now. Uh effectively. Well and it's debatable, it's on but like it's a like for like replacement as far as skill set's concern. Uh Tony Alfaro at left center back. Brian Koufre at left back. If Brian Koufre is on the bench in this game, once again That's an indictment on this coach's ability to pick up a team sheet. I'm going to say James Sands and Alfredo Morales as a dual pivot. Uh, We need, I I feel like we need to do something. I feel like we need to be a little bit more defensive in this game. Uh, Keaton Parks just, Keaton Parks hasn't been playing well this year. He's just not. And, uh, I, he he needs a day off I would say that Sands needed, needs a day off but I think Cushing is just dedicated to running this kid into the fucking ground as far as his fitness is concerned you don't take captains All off right. the field uh, well that's why you give it to Chanel in that case he hasn't named a captain this year what captain uh, that's what I would say um, Santi or Ledesma either at the 9 or the 10 they're pretty much interchangeable anyway at this point uh, so whatever And then at the left, if he's good to go, Talos Magno. If he's not good to go, we've got a problem on the left, Gabby Pereira on the right. So here's the thing. If Talis Magno isn't ready, Ledesma in the middle, Santi out left, Pereira out right, Seagull up top. If Talos is good to go, either Santi or Ledesma, interchangeable nines, tens, whatever. Talos Magno on the left, Pereira on the right.
0: Yeah. Uh, All right. So I think that Nick Cushing is going to. He's gonna. I think. I. I feel like he didn't just roll out this random formation for no reason. I think he. I think. I don't think he's. he's, I don't think it's gonna be like a one game thing. I think he might try to roll with it. Um, So I'm gonna put my formation as if he's going to continue with this three slash five in the back, but I think that he saw enough from Tony Alfaro that he's not. He should. He really shouldn't be on the field. And, and, and there's a, a reason why Tony hasn't seen the field that much so far this season at all. Um, I think that Luis Barasa is going to come back in in, a, in in net just because not that the goals were were uh, were the fault direct fault of uh, Freeze, but um, I think I think that it was. I don't think it was. I don't think Freeze started because it was uh, because of anything. That, I think it was just. I think it was just rotation to get Luis a break, knowing that we had three games in seven days. Uh, so Barraza takes the back in in net. I think Turnbull plays at right wing back with Gray at right center back, Chano at center back, and I think rather th- and, and, and this is just this is just me speculating. I mean, I, I haven't heard anything. I don't know anything, but it's something I would want to see. Um, is uh, Kwaku Usu get a start at left center back because um, I think that he provides better than what uh, than what uh, we saw from Tony Afara. Um, worse, yeah. Um, Brian Kufre at left wing back. Um, I, I do. Th- I'm, I'm in agreement with all of you, pretty much that um, that. Uh, Keaton Parks deserves a rest. He hasn't been up to snuff. He he just looks tired. His legs look heavy. He doesn't look quick or good or sharp or anything. Um, so give him give him the weekend off. Uh, let let him uh, let him have have the weekend off. Maybe bring him on his uh, maybe, maybe put him in the team. Bring him on as a sub at the end. I don't know. But I think that the middle should be Sands and Ledesma. I think it should be Sands and Ledesma in the middle. Um, and then with the three up top, with the left winger, the the nine, and the right winger, I think that. We are paying Matias Pellegrini a million dollars. Put him on the fucking field. Even if he's not good, he's he his salary warrants you putting him on the field. Do you know what it pissed me off that Nick Cushing at the after the Red Bulls uh after the Red Bull game said the reason why he didn't make more subs is because he looked at his bench and he and, and he, he didn't think he had any more attacking players that were that could have gone on and made a difference. You're paying this dude not not we waived him and then reclaimed him and are paying him a million dollars and he is a winger or a ten or something like that. He's definitely not a midfielder. Fucking play him. He
3: scores goals. He scores goals. Granted, they get disallowed, but he yeah, scores them.
0: Fucking play him. This is the last game uh, this weekend, uh, the midweek. Nick Cushing only used three subs. We get five, you fucking jerk-off. Use them. Pellegrini was on the bench, I believe, and he, he just wasn't you, unused subbed. So, left wing Pellegrini, Santi at the nine, and GP at, at right wing. Um, It's not a good lineup, but... Uh, I don't want to see, I don't want to see el faro on there and I, I want to see Ledesma start I want to see Keaton get a rest um I want to see Pellegrini get another run to see if maybe moving his position with different players around him I mean I don't think that Talos is gonna be ready to go but even if he is ready to go I mean yeah I mean he probably is our best option at left wing but it's like it's just a dribble show it's like it's just I don't know I G, GP is our goal threat along with Santi I guess a little bit I would like to see Ledesma try to maybe have some more shots on goal, but I don't know. I'm not. know i am not am not super confident with this lineup. I'm not super confident about this game. I just Nick Cushing broke my favorite toy. Fucking, I love NYCFC. I, I live and breathe and die with this shit. And it, it's a lot more fun being a fan of this club when we're when we're good, man. This I, we we have the talent. Yeah. We have the talent to get results. It's not like we're we like do. We're not, we're not. We do. We're not completely devoid of any talent that we should be getting that we should be going through three game home loss streaks like this is Red Bull shit this is not us we are not them they are not us like but this like if Cushing if Cushing loses this game I I I mean I you guys already saw my Twitter Uh, anybody listening you guys saw my Twitter today I went to I went to Target I bought Sharpies I bought a board all right if Nick Cushing loses this game Columbus Crew Come to come to Yankee Stadium, June thirteenth, I think. Not this because we we have a we we have a week where we're away out in Salt Lake, then we come back to to play against, against the crew. June seventeenth. June seventeenth. All right. If Nick Cushing loses this game, I better see fucking Cushing out, Lee out, fucking everything signs all over the stadium against the crew. We. He have, falls. The only way that there's going to be a call to action is if there is if we're united. And it's large scale, whether it comes down to holding up signs at a home game, staging a walkout, taking a uh, taking a day off from work or some shit, and going and fucking picket lining in front of the NYCFC headquarters in fucking Manhattan. We have to do something. All right, we have to do something to let this front office know that, like we like, we're not going to just stand here and let the like you're not going to keep. Uh, fucking cashing our credit card fucking payments for uh for tickets for, through what through third party or through season ticket holders and, and we're not gonna keep buying these cash grabs of these of gear and shit to watch this product that you're allowing to be rolled out by a, a manager who's proving that he's not up to snuff. He's not. He's a little bit inept. A little bit out of his out of his depth. He, uh, he's he's kind of drowning. Um and uh. Something has to get done. So if this if this game results in an L, then I I honestly think that something has to be done on a large scale, with with the with a united front and a united message from all of the supporters groups and the fans. Something has to be done. Um, I don't know if I mean you can disagree with me. You're you're entitled to your opinion. Whether it's any of these po- people currently in the podcast, or if you're listening at home, or if you're on Twitter, you are entitled to your opinion. You are entitled to be cushing in, cushing out. You can say he needs more time. You can say he needs a nine. All right, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but <laughs> everyone has an asshole, and they're all full of shit. So, um, yeah. I mean, I just I want I want to start winning again. And if if we don't win this match, something has to happen. Heads have to roll. Uh, and sooner than later, because we're we're halfway through the season. We, we there's still there's still enough time to save it. There's enough time to save it got half the season to save it
1: a- and, and also there's coaches on the market who can make a difference who might not be on the market come a month you need to move like if this is going if, if you if this trend continues going downward something has to be done while something can still be done about it yes. because let's say that let's say we wait until the summer let's say we do give him a fucking transfer window and let's say we're still on the same point come august we're fucked at that point It's the same song and dance that we did the last time where we have to hire an interim coach. Now listen, I have no problem with the coaches that we have on our staff. I have no problem with Cushing personally. I just don't think that, I think the head coach job is out of his depth. I think he's a very, very good assistant coach. He's shown that. He's good to have on staff. He just doesn't belong as the head coach. And if there was a way that we could downgrade him peacefully back to an assistant coach and install somebody else, If that were possible and there were precedent for that, I would say we could do that. We can't. It's not, that wouldn't be right. And that, like, if we get anything less than three, listen, I still think he should be out regardless. But he loses all defense if we don't get anything more than, if, if we, I think, if anything less than three points, this is a home game. Anything less He's than already three failed the home already failed. He, anything less than three points in this game, even a point is not good enough. We should not be going to the Bronx and be hoping for a point. That is so bad and that is so just against everything that this club is and has been for a long time. And even listen, I would you ready for this? I'd take this squad of players over the squad of players we had in 2018 any day. We had Rodney fucking Wallace back in those days and in 2017. Come on. Hello, Yamaga, anybody? Come
0: on. Come on, man. Name some other random players. Kwame Watson, (laughs) (laughs) Siriobi.
1: Now, that was 15. That was 15. To be fair, that's 2015. But in like... Um, Wash up Tommy McNamara. Ronald, Ronald's Materita. <laughs> how about Ooh, that my one? Favorite. That hurt. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, okay. how about a very young Tati Castellanos? A oh, very young Tati Castellanos. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he wasn't great yet. He was still. He was. He was six months away from being great.
0: All right, Nick, get us a fucking win, man. Get us a win. Do it. Do whatever you need to do in this game to get us a win. There is no more like, oh, I need to think about... it. No, we don't play for a week out in Real Salt Lake. Real Salt Lake has shit form at home. Hopefully, we, hopefully, I'm hoping that that's our first road win is against Real Salt Lake. But we'll talk about it there in the preview episode. I'm focused on. I'm focused on New England. Beat New England because we. I mean, they really. New England hates us. Like they.
1: They, they, hate us because, they, they hate us because because
0: they hate us because. We we ruined their their their, perf- their, their best not, season not, ever. their best season ever. We ruined their shield and MLS record. What, what did they get a record for most points or seventy three points in a season? Most points the in a season, and then we go in. We go. We walk into their house and fuck up their shit and go to the MLS Cup final with ten men. With ten it. men. Yeah. So they don't. They don't like. I mean, we maybe be. In, we might be indifferent about them. And like it's not like a, it doesn't feel like a rivalry, but they don't like us. They want to come. They want to embarrass us every chance they get. So that, they they want to come in here, see that they want to kick us while they're while we're down. They want to come in here and drop three four goals on us and really embarrass us. What do you? Have- it's also
3: fucking Boston Boston New York all over again. Yeah.
0: I mean,
2: hey, if they want to kick us when we're down, if it's gonna help us get rid of our coach, why not?
0: <laughs> what what did you have to say, Davy? Um. Bring, bring a cushing outside this this saturday bring my cushing outside cuz if he cuz if he loses the saturday he shouldn't even see that columbus yeah, but is, is, it, i mean i i usually i usually defer to a uh, christian on this is, is it cringe yeah, it, is it is it cringe if i bring a cushing out sign in, uh pre like in, in in like uh before the the game pr- predicting a loss that i would to hold it up afterwards is that cringe to bring it up as like a predictory thing Bring the bring the, I, the sign i have
1: up? no i have no problem putting it up at any point during the game, at any point, I have no problem with it. I don't. I can't speak for what other people find cringe. It, you
2: and, can. And not only that, I feel like. Uh, sorry, NYCFC forever. They're like. Are, like, is this front office going to wait until League's Cup, until after the Philly game on July 15th, to get rid of Cushing? Because at that point, well, we just have, like, what, like 10 games up in the season? So here, here's the thing
0: there, there was Cushing out banners at City on the weekend, but then I guess it, because it was a lightly attended match this midweek, there was no, nothing. There was no, There was no Cushing out 14, signs. 14,000 was
2: the official number. There was no
0: Cushing out signs anywhere in the stadium on Wednesday, but it, is it because there was just nobody there? <laughs> nobody was at the game? Um, all right ken uh ken where can we uh where can we find you tweeting um at
3: at angeles one ken i'm always in the i'm in the n y c f c community as well catch me at the third rail uh bars watching the games if i'm not at the game but yeah good time we out here and uh let's go n y c Cushing out
0: where do you, where do you post up uh, pregame uh, in in the bronx
3: uh, I'm, i do the I do the drum chants. I'm I'm posted with Felix. Uh, you catch me at Yankee Tavern, uh, but all around, I buy my tickets from Game Time app and say wherever the fuck I want.
0: Yeah, is Game Time better than Ticketmaster?
3: I think so. Get better. I, I get great deal, like sixteen dollars tickets right behind goal, and I'm set. Damn.
1: All
0: right.
3: But like, I said, you get the cheapest tickets, sit wherever you want. They don't bother. The
0: cheapest tickets. Is Joe hit me up yesterday and just sent them to me. <laughs> yeah. uh, shout out Troy. Uh, Troy's a, a, a he hasn't been on yet, but he's a friend of the pod. He'll be on soon.
1: And, and just to drop, just to reiterate this, I just went through all the seasons, not including the two games that we lost at Red Bull Arena. We have never lost. The one time we lost two consecutive games in the Bronx or in any kind of baseball stadium. It was Fifteen. 2015 the inaugural year which is not the bar that you want to be meeting that no, is not but, an acceptable standard
0: but it is why to the game and currently i'm wearing the 15 kit because it feels like it's fucking 15 all over again
2: so and, and we're mourning and we're in
3: mourning. Yeah, mourning
2: so at the
1: last game that she went to because my girlfriend will be attending uh on saturday she'll be going to her second match the philly was philly match was her first so i really hope her first two home matches aren't losses because that will be very bad just imagine the juju on that uh we we're gonna be, sw- be swapping kits i'm giving her the the inner burrow to wear and uh i'm not gonna wear a kit i'm going kitless i'm going straight black kitless that's it.
0: kitless all black that's, that's that's christian's emma all black I dress casual all black yeah
1: all,
0: all right black. um yeah two and a half hours sorry for the long episode it was, it was there was a lot to cover with uh with everything that happened in the cincy match midweek it was quite an eventful midweek match usually the midweek, midweek matches are kind of boring but this one was eventful and then trying to preview this New England match. Um, if you see us, uh, if you see me or us at the at the match this weekend um, and we have some stickers on us, be sure to come up and get them. Uh, start a conversation with us. Chop it up. Get these cool stickers. Can make sure uh, whenever you see us at a match, you got to come. All, all guests get a sticker. Um, for real, I got a
3: beer for you guys whenever we link up at the stadium. a Beer on me
0: and a root beer for Davi. That's <laughs> you thank you appreciate that <laughs> all right uh, this is uh, episode 35 of beyond the smokestacks uh and uh pushing out i'm not i'm not ready, to, I'm, not, I'm, not ready to ver- I'm not ready to verbalize it yet but it, it, nick i'm telling you right now if you don't get a, if you don't get 3 points this weekend i'm going to be i'm going to be i'm going to be unbearable on twitter unbearable fire <laughs> unbearable All right, as always, New York is motherfucking blue, bitch.